Jock, you stop giggling to yourself in the corner so that we can yep. get on with recording the podcast, please. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Sold. Hello and welcome to the Rob and a Podcast. It's been what? ages. Fucking, I think three, maybe four years since we recorded. <laughs> it's probably about a month, isn't it? We've all got long, grey, old-timey prospector beards. We're sitting here counting the good times. <laughs> On one <laughs> hand. On one hand. That's okay. That got bleak. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been a long time since we recorded. There's, you know, your boy's been a little bit light on new stuff. September the eleventh, we posted up our last episode. A bit ominous, but okay. Um, yeah. So never forget. Um, so yeah, it's just you know, it's been a little bit light on on stuff. It's been a bit slow, really. SFG have got a lot of projects on the go. God is literally about to drop, and I'm guessing a lot of their focus is on. Let's let's make sure that this doesn't go fuck up. I like that they've anticipated giving as much information about their delivery as possible. So if it does get delayed, they can say, we told you where it was, it's not us making it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's on this boat, yeah, we've got leaving the name- from this port, going to this port at this time on this day. Yeah, we've got the names of the boats they're on. I've said that that's increased the insurance premiums of every you other can, company on you it. You can freaking <laughs> LinkedIn the captains of the boats if you want. And it's been like, make sure you get those games to the port on time. I saw the... Did you see the pictures that you got on your... Um, the updates on the Kickstarter? Uh, I looked at the... Bo- as in the collections of what we're receiving from. Yeah, I'm pledges. fucking shitting myself. Yeah, I only went in for the 80 quid oh. baby's first god tier pledge, so mm. I'm getting like, quite a reasonable amount. Like, a, hu- a really good amount for 80 quid. But okay, you went in for the, you know, yeah, the all singing, all dancing, the full ham. Yeah, ascended pledge, that's it. You've got a shitload of boxes coming, mate. Yeah, it's just the way that they've packaged everything. There's just so many boxes. And what's good is you've got loads of space in that small room yeah, of your flat that's actually got any space in it. No, I'm in the process of selling a lot of stuff. Mm. Just to make room and ready for this and Limbo. Limbo Miniatures Kickstarter because we've got... Um, basically, they've got some shipping issues, but they've told us about it. So we're waiting to find... Those are the sexy gothic miniatures. Like They're all like really like... Yeah, and the boxes that they're sending them in are so cool. They look like... Yeah. They've made them so they look like big tomes. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So you get two of them. Oh, incidentally, I'm Matt Doran. I am John Parrish. I'm Barry Gingell. Uh, we haven't got Dan with us today, sadly. He couldn't make it. But um, yeah, I just realised we normally introduce ourselves at the yeah. start of the podcast. I was like, oh, we haven't done it. I'll be I honest, the people are listening to us now, but I hope they fucking know us. <laughs> no, people still get me and you mixed up. I mean, I'm not sure how. I don't think we sound that similar. I think you've got more distinct from, uh, voice, Barry. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. I'll, yes, ta- I'll take short. that. Yes, is the short answer to that one. Oh, you fucking idiot. Agreed. <laughs> um, hobby progress. John, <laughs> you done anything? Do you want to start us off? Hobby progress? Yeah. This doesn't include WoW. Then my, ma- my, ma- my major on Classic got to 60. Uh, full pre-raid bit. It's didn't good. I, didn't I just say um, that? <laughs> well, I'm making that up. I'm imagining that. Back I heard you say it. I said it. I thought so I it's did. good. Um, been playing a lot of Dota. <laughs> Should have been more, it's good. I should have detailed more exactly what I didn't mm. want to hear. Anything no. to do with your computer, I don't want to hear, John. Okay, I've been selling lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So much stuff. 
going through and just finding all of the stuff that when me and Barry go on our great shopping adventures and go, those would be a great idea to sell, I'm now actually selling them. Good. So it's good. Making bank. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> can I just give you a God tier update? You can give me a God tier update. One of the two ships bound for the UK with our UK God tier stuff. <laughs> no, it hasn't sunk. Don't <laughs> say it's sunk, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's been like everyone on board has been killed and they've gone, ab- gone aboard and no one can figure out how it's happened because there's no bodies. There's just like patches of ectoplasm or something. Is this happened just now? Is due for arrival in Southampton in two days' time. Hey! It was good news. It wasn't a Scooby-Doo exa- adventure. Uh, and I will check the other one while you guys chat shit. Oh. John, keep telling us about how much money you're making. That'll make me feel um, really positive. Yeah, a fair amount. No, actually, I have done hobby-ish. I've played games, but not games that you guys will appreciate. So I went to that ninth days tournament over in Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, can't remember how many players. It was a fucking load of people. I'm pretty sure it got to about a hundred and something people playing. It was fucking amazing. I enjoyed it so much. It was great banter, great community. Now, good fun. Well, I say great banter, great community. Very different to the Guildhall community, as it's a lot more alcohol infused and balls on tables. And lively. We'll call it lively. No, there, were no, there was no testicles on the table this time. It's always, always nice to have a change of pace. Yeah, it is. Um, and it was very up my street and it was very good fun. Do you know the AOS community is like the stupid... Sorry, not the... Yeah, it was Age of Sigma or was it Ninth Age? Sorry. Ninth Age. It was Ninth... I crossed the material in my head. Like the Ninth Age community feels like the stupid jocks. I think I've said this before. Of the... Um, tabletop. Tabletop gaming community. Like they're the, they're the idiot louts. They're lovable. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I could see that. But that's yeah. like, and I think like the Guildball are, are like, either they're like the hazy friendly stoners or they're like the really kind friendly geeky lot. Yep, like, I can see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know you're not, your weekend's going to be great when the talk of the tournament is where you're going out on a Saturday night and how many of you you can get out to make sure you go out. Like, mm. it, it was an amazing event and it was, when I say very community driven, it's got fuck all to do with the community that's there. It's all about who comes out and how much of a laugh you're having and how good your day is. I had five games. I lost the first three on the bounce and enjoyed all three of my games. Great. If I go to a so tournament... Yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't give a shit if I lost. It was that much fun that... You know. So I'm, I've signed up to another two in the new year. So Nice one. Yeah. Even though I still don't own an army. So <laughs> I just borrow them now. Because everyone's got three, so. I was like, yeah, I have one of them. I've done no hobby. Just have you not done any more development on Studio B? No, I've just been too busy. I had to work that whole weekend the other oh, day, and I'm just trying to recover from it. Did, have we mentioned that you started work on Studio B before on the podcast? I'm not sure. I think so. So I have a room in my garden that was a garage, but was converted to an office by the previous owners. And I moved in and filled it full of toys. <laughs> Did you ever look at those toys? No, it's just a collection of shit. And whenever I've bought things that have been thrown in there, I've gone to boot for sales and bought collections and thrown things in there. When I've finished jobs, I've thrown things in there. Like how much <laughs> paper and ink did we dig out of that? Oh, Barry could fucking open up his own franchise of staples right now. Yeah, it was dumb. Like, <laughs> not, uh, good, not a good franchise, though. <laughs> but John uh, volunteered to come and help me. Yeah. And we spent two weekends clearing it out. We're still not done. Um, yeah, 
But eventually, it will be Studio B, as we can go in there and record in there and play games in there and stuff like that. Just sexy hangout spot. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, just needs... I'd work. say the room's probably about 80% of the way there now. 80, 85%. Yeah, I need another concerted weekend of work. Good effort. Yeah. And then I can, like, decorate. Probably. Yeah. Get this little designer's hat on and... Yeah, but, um... Give it some salt. I've only got two weeks off at Christmas and then I might be starting another job, so... I don't know. You've been working a lot at the moment. Yeah. What money? Fair play. Yeah, so no hobby. I haven't even bought that much because, to be perfectly honest, it scared me. Like, the amount of stuff John and I were pulling out of the, of the Studio B was just like, I can't buy more things. <laughs> well, when, this when is, we, I've never heard this from you, Barry. When we went and bought, like, 64 litre boxes, weren't they? We bought six 64 litres, yeah. Yeah. And no, did I buy nine? Nine. 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 You said three. I, I said three nine. and you said, no, we need more. And you said nine. I said, no, you're stupid. So we filled nine. And within, and what, like, ten seconds. Jesus but Christ. not just filled. This is filled with like sealed product, man. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Five hundred and seventy-six liters of shit. Yeah. So I went and bought another nine. Yep. Oh my god, you're yeah. up to eighteen of these boxes now. No, much more than that. Fucking hell. Yeah, because some of the ones that were in there, obviously, we just recycled because they were still good. Oh, so there were yes. Yeah, so there, there was already boxes in there. Probably boxes there's plus boxes. the nine you bought, plus the additional nine you bought. And I might have bought a few more. Um, but yeah, there's lots of stuff. You can go have a look at it in a bit if you like. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to see this because you have never been in there. Train oh no, I've been in there. Well, you I've seen in there, but you, you couldn't, couldn't go get, anywhere. Yeah, that's no, my point. No, no. You can now get very much in there. It's like looking into a, uh, you know, that scene at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. where they've got all the boxes and <laughs> yeah. it's just like, and he, the guy's wheeling it down the thing, and he's yeah. like putting the Ark of the Covenant in that storehouse. It's like that if that storehouse had all, all been kicked over by a pissed off giant. Yes, I think that's fair. That's a good, yeah, good analogy. Yeah. Analogy. I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, you can come and have a look. I will do. I'm and excited. Then stop. We can start planning the decorating. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, I bought engineers. Which will come on to. We'll come on to that. Nice. Have you hobbied? I have hobbied a little bit. I've started painting corker. I have also been painting some Black Seas ships. Oh, yes. John calls it... What do you call it, John? It's wet X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> so Black Seas is a brilliant one to have one to seven hundredth scale naval combat game set in the years seventeen seventy to eighteen thirty from Warlord Games, the guys who do Bolt Action, uh, Conflict Forty Seven, and a couple of other you know very popular games. Um, it's a very fun, easy to learn system. It's not quite X-Wing in that you don't actually have movement templates. You have a simple... Um, you just move inches and you have a little um, movement... Uh, turning uh, arc thing. Um, it's a lot of fun. And you get to push sailboats around. Put little bits of cotton wool next to them so you know that they fired. Um, the ships are really nice and detailed. You get cardboard sails to put on them. And with every box, you get a little bobbin of black thread, and there's a rigging guide in the rule book, <laughs> so you can do your rigging on your ships by hand. And that has been, it takes me about an hour and a half to rig a fifth-rate frigate. And it's honestly the most fun I've had modelling <laughs> in so long. And I don't oh, care how ridiculous that sounds. That's sounds good. fucking ridiculous. I know, but <laughs> I absolutely love it. They are so pleasing to build and paint. I'm doing shit paint jobs on them, by the way. I'm like half-arsing these paint jobs. 
because they're a 700th scale ship and I cannot be bothered to try and put lots of effort into that. But once you've got the rigging and the, uh, the sails on them and you get little acetate sheets for the rat lines, they look fantastic. That's cool. On the tabletop, and it's so much fun. The models do look really good. Yeah. See, it was the scale was too small for me, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Like, mm. It's not It's not for everyone, but we've got eight people at the club who are playing it and yeah. into it. I'll give it a go, but I haven't triggered on it or anything. That's fair. It's not for everyone. Mm. I saw it and instantly went, well, I'm buying that. Mm. And it's got, so you've got, well, you posted up like a massive like pusher. Went, guys, I want this. I'm buying this. Everyone buy this. Actually, Andy um, posted oh, up Andy. it first. It was Andy said, Andy. is anyone interested in Black Seas from War yeah, Games? And he posted up quite a true. reasonable thing. To be fair, he said, is anyone interested? Yes. And then you went, yes. And then <laughs> three <laughs> minutes later, very interested. Four minutes later, I've bought a starter set. <laughs> Two minutes later, I've bought everything. Twice. <laughs> yeah, it was like, is anyone interested? And I went, well, crickety crack, crack my fingers. And then, yeah, bought everything, wrote some extremely enthusiastic uh, Facebook posts. Yeah, people jumped. People did jump on it, which is really cool. And it's set 1770 to 1830, like I said. You've got the American War of Independence, you've got the War of 1812, you've got the Napoleonic Wars, so there's lots of um, naval combat in that time. So you've got the French, Spanish, Americans, and British as the primary... Um, nations, but I've started homebrewing some rules for pirates, even though this is about oh, 30 to 50 years by, by depending on who's reckoning you go by probably 50 years after the golden age of piracy ended I'm still like, I'm playing with sailing boats, I want to make pirates makes sense, so I've started homebrewing some pirate rules, I've come up with rules for Edward Teach, for Henry Every, for Bartholomew Roberts, for uh, the Queen Anne's Revenge, Teacher's Ship. Are we now? Yes, this is, this is a Black Seas podcast. I was say, now. Are we Welcome now everyone. Get on board. Because <laughs> obviously, they all come with lorry horns. <laughs> that, new, that was a foghorn. Is this our new seg- sort of segment? We go, and now for Matt's time in the crow's nest. <laughs> A little that. review of Black Seas, and then thanks, Matt. All right, next episode. Back we're to do- Gilball. Next episode, we're doing an In the Crow's Nest segment where I can talk about another ship that's been released or some work I've done. Okay, I'll fine. stop now because I have gone on for about five minutes on the Black Seas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so, so excited. So also, Barry, because you've not been there to update the way that he plays this at the club. <laughs> right. Imagine his volume. Yep. Introduce something that excites the guy. Yep. <laughs> Volume times five. I've been there, yeah. <laughs> Give him some music, I a ten-hour loop of Pirates of the Caribbean theme tune. Is that what they're playing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Increase his volume because he thinks he has to talk above the noise. Sure. Times ten. <laughs> and then imagine that fucker on loop. Okay. And I'm making cannon noises when I find yeah. my chips. So you're sitting there at the club. I was watching, I watched a bit of Gilboa and I watched a bit of Malifaux. But all I could hear was this fucking Caribbean music, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean music, and him going, pew, pew, pew. Can we have a cannon noise, Matthew? <laughs> Solid. And I, Every time I throw, I'm going, <laughs> yeah. If, I thought it was amusing for the first half hour. <laughs> This game went on like an hour and a half, and I did not stop or laugh. Is that what Gilball's missing? Sound effects? <laughs> No. Okay, cool. <laughs> John, John keeps looking over at me, and every time he does, I'm like, oh, validation. <laughs> Best keep going. Well, talking of Gilball. Oh, yeah, well, that's what we were talking Funnily about. Funnily enough, you went to some tournaments. Well, first of all, oh. you say Dan went to WD- WTC. Did very well. He did really, really well. I can't remember where he finished, but it was 
quite high. Wasn't it fifth? He, uh, as players go, I think he yeah. was fifth overall. Something crazy like that. Did or was he lower really, than that? Really, I think the team were top day one. They were, if they weren't top, they were very close I think to they it. Because day one, they were undefeated, well, they, weren't they? Yeah, well, well, they were undefeated. That's probably the best way to put it. They were with the, they were with the big boys. Yeah, which is yeah, quite well done. And he had such a good time. He had nothing but good things and happy stories. I went to an aquarium. Went to an aquarium, yeah. They did have a lovely time at the aquarium. Mm, but we can't really talk about his games because we didn't play those games. No, Dan played Dan's games. Yeah, so I hear. But he did take Charlie's fantastic union team. The Fangtooth Union. Yes, yeah. which I think uh, did win an award. I think he got some kind of prize. I think he got maybe second. Second or third, best painting, I think. It should have been first, hashtag just saying. Um, I don't know, I saw some of the other best painting teams and they were all fantastic. Yeah, we're good. But I think people enjoyed those, so that's well done to Charlie, that was good. They're kind of a famous or almost infamous team now. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the Guildhall community know about that team. It's really cool. I'm just super jealous that Dan has them. Um, So so the the team came eighth. Well done. Eighth. Okay, eighth of like 50 teams? Uh, I'll, I'll take that in a sec. Dan came 42nd out of the 150. Oh, okay. Right. So l- l- maybe we were thinking of day one. He was yeah, doing. I think we were day so one. He was like really high. Yeah, day one. Still good. Out of 50 teams. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah, solid. Um, oh, boy. But you've been to some tournaments recently because you. Basically, I feel that you stepped up a level with your steel jaw and are looking at possibly trying to WTC it maybe next year. I'm going to apply. Sure. I don't know if I'll get it, but who the fuck is I'm going to apply anyway. Yeah. I, I played a lot of steel draw and started doing really well. I've gone back to Brewers for a little bit. So the, about two weeks after the WTC, there was the Kent uh, Jumpers team event. And Dan, Albert and I formed a team. It was Roll Better Ringer. Because um, you were away and I was away. Yeah, I so we were branded Team Vom. By the uh, by, the mid Ken guys. What, why is that? As in Team Vom, because it's like the, those who no one to play you. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's two WTC that's quite, players. That's a very good, you know, that's a conf- confidence boosting. Yeah, we took it personally. It was like we called ourselves Team Vom. Um, we did. We had we had we had a really good. Um, but you had another fantastic team there because Dan was there. Dan Harwood was there, wasn't he? Which no, was Harwood wasn't there. You had. Um, Coomba. English champion. Yeah. Um, Connor. Uh, WTC player. Yeah, but I mean, he tries to he tries to take one dice snapshots. <laughs> so, how good is the guy really? <laughs> yeah, how, how good can He's he be? He's never living it down. Poor fucker. Yeah. Poor fucker. <laughs> how good can he be? Yeah, really. Oh, no. Yeah, Connor, who's an excellent player as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Alex Brooks. I think I'm great at getting... From uh, Himmel. Yes, who, who's a good player as well and was on Alchemist. Who are a boogeyman team for me? Um, even though I think Brewers are pretty good into them, I think Alchemists are really strong at the moment. But Kuba was on fucking miners, and Connor was on his fish. So when we got put into them, we played our Joker so that I didn't have to play into Kumba's miners <laughs> because I was just like, I don't know how I win that matchup at the moment, especially with Kumba piloting it. So we so you threw Dan under we the threw Kumba Dan bus. under the Kumba bus. Albert played Connor, and I played into the Alchemists because I think with Esther's Brewers have a good game. But Dan Alchemist. won that. Dan won. Um, we Albert we discussed Con- this though. Dan's a machine. Dan is our resident knowledge bomb. That's it. He's pretty high tier. He was playing cooks and doing really well. With yeah. Them. He loves cooks he so does much, love and cooks. he does so well with them. Um, but yeah, no, we managed to win. Well done. We won. 
which is really cool. And because last time I went to a team event, our team came first, but I lost all three of my games. <laughs> that one I played. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, we won all games. I won all my games, so it's fine. We only dropped one game. I th- no, maybe t- no. I think we only dropped one game. I think Albert lost to Connor, and that was it. Other than that, I think we we all won all our games. Because we've got another team event coming up, haven't we? The Hemel one. Hemel one that I'm down for. Yeah, there's a Hemel Hempstead event on... Hang 30th? On. It's the last weekend in November, I think. I thought it was the first weekend in December. No, it's the 30th of um, November. So Saturday the 30th, there's a Hemel Hempstead team event for Guildball. Please check it out if you haven't already uh, yeah. We need to up. decide on the team that's going. I'm not going. So I think it's me, you and Dan. As you say, Barry ain't making it, then it is. Um, it's just because I have to do some weekends at the moment and it's all a little bit yeah fair enough mate I earn loads of money happy days but I want to play some Gilball yeah but yeah so we're going to do that and then I had I went to a day event in Pool yeah four hour round trip yeah unbelievable I was, I was, yeah I was excited to play some Gilball um, I lost to Russ Tolly in the uh, yeah, Ross is good first round Ross is very good he was playing Falconers and we were discussing afterwards I made some errors in team selection. Yeah, what you mentioned that, but we never discussed it. What did you do? It's basically we think I should have played Esters into them, even on um, even on the kit. Uh, sorry, even on the receive, I should have played Esters because that turn where all the brewers get snared could be quite nasty, and like more resilience is always nice. Um, Which you went tapper. Yeah, I went tapper because I just you know I wanted to play some more tapper. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like that. And then no, I made like a couple of actual errors in play, which meant Ross could capitalise and just pretty much steamroll me twelve five. It was it was pretty brutal. I tried. I basically went after the pigeon, and I shouldn't have overextended that much. Fair play. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a really fun game, and I won my next three games that day, so I was still pretty pleased. And I learned quite a lot about the way I play Brewers and playing um, Tapper on the kick into Fulham football teams. I think is really nice. I played them into. Oh, Do you who you kick with? Sure. Tapper. Des- did you have Vet Decimate in this? Yeah, I had Vet, I had Vet Decimate in that six, but I kicked with Tapper. I talked to Mark Rickle. Uh, who's a very good Brewers player, um, about what he does and, and how you sort of kick off with Tapper. And it's it's a really interesting. You kind of play Tapper a bit like Decimate in that you get him, you generally play Quaff, so you get him second-winded. He goes into someone who's close enough because you've got Spigot's aura up. And then you sort of double push them a whole heap, maybe knock them down and, or do a little bit of damage, and then second-wind back over the line but still engaging them. So the top of the next turn, you like wail on that person and get commanding aura up, kill them, and then retreat a little bit so that your team is under commanding aura. Okay. So they want to come to you. Is it better because the vet decimate taxi move feels great? Is it better than the vet decimate taxi move? I don't know if it's better. It's different, and oh. so well, I mean, we can get straight into this now. We can get into some meaty meaty podcast talk. I don't think brewers should access have access to second wind. It doesn't feel brewery to me. Okay. Um, I think second wind even though I've just described that tactic I think second wind is a big part of what makes Vet Decimate such a problem the big problem with Vet Decimate is the combination of second wind and her heroic Mm. and it is I was talking to um, Nurser about it at the event Charles Nurser Charles Nurser Charles Nurser Um, it's there's plenty of negative play experiences in Guildball because you know, I say there's plenty of. There's not that many, really. Let's get, let's you know. Well, the thing is, like but there's odd characters that do odd things, which are fun. And if you don't know what it does, and you're on the end of it, people go it's an NPE. Yeah, when when you when people say NPE, 
it's a term now I feel in gubs it's being thrown around agreed it is banging around too much very very wrong someone would be like resilient oh, I tried to hit a resilient model MPE no no no, 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 no you just didn't understand it to remove it before you hit him like there's a difference but and having someone stolen by decimate feels horrific and there's not really any way to stop it in a lot of situations and I think she does something that brewers should not have access to I don't think she should be able to grab someone from 10 inches away, bring it to the Brewers team and then disappear back to where she started or further back and be completely safe from retaliation. Maybe I'm completely wrong in that. I just don't... I'm How how great she is, I still oh, no, I, don't I, I, like I completely, how she works. We've had this discussion many times before. I completely agree with you that I think that is an issue. We've, we've also then had the discussions on what we think would be the fixing factor for it. Yeah. So there's been many different many, many different ways that you could look at fixing her. But we don't know why they're not. I'm sure there are plenty of reasons. And it may be that, you know, I'm I'm in the minority of people who think she still needs a change. I still think she is she doesn't work how the Brewers team should work. That's more more to the point. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, no, I had a lot of fun playing Brewers, and I learned, I learned a lot. And I but are you going to go back to Steeljaw? Because you seem like, like so fucking hyped and good with her. That yeah, I'm surprised I was, you switched. I, I was doing really well with her. I switched a little bit because um, I had fun playing Brewers again, and the other bit is people were people at the club more obviously went in compared to I don't give a shit what people think, but in the club there was a lot of negative feedback. In, of around playing into Steeljaw and you know there's an element of get good um, 100% but there's also I don't want to I didn't want me playing me playing Steeljaw to become some kind of boogeyman at the club that people just don't want to play because they really hated sure. at the end of the day we're playing to have fun as well as win like winning is fun but playing games should still be fun even if you're losing you can still have an enjoyable game and it was get it was really starting to grate on people, and I could I could really I was really noticing it. Um, so I switched to Brewers for a while You're because far too polite. <laughs> I switched to Brewers no for a while. Playing. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, switched, I switched to Brewers for a while because I thought, well, these guys are fun, and you know anyone can hit three one. But then you, people are like, yeah, I can hit three one too. So he's like, yes, but it's all resilient and it all has tough hide, and I'm going to bring you into the middle of six of them so you don't have attack value. So. It's occurred to me we haven't actually talked about the LGT. I don't think didn't we? Rec- we were the last episode. I don't we think we recorded after the LGT. I thought we recorded after the LGT. No, I don't did think we? we did. I think we. No, did. I think we did. Actually, I'm pretty sure we, we did. did. I'm ninety nine. No, I'm pretty sure we we, regard, we, we recorded after the LGT. I think. I'll tell you why. Why? Because in our last episode, I discussed. Uh, <laughs> my feelings on competitive gilball and how I was feeling not into it and how we were preparing to go to a London tournament. Jesus Christ, you might be right. Yes. But that was so long ago. That's correct. But I thought I might just do a very quick, like, well done to Rich. Yeah, well done. It was really good. All went well. Yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It was fun. Uh, I played Alks. Yeah, you did. Um, And it was weird. The first day I had fun and the second day I didn't have fun. The second day you played me. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's one of the reasons. Um, I mean, <laughs> if, it, if it walks like a duck <laughs> and it quacks like a duck, 
It's an MPE duck, isn't it, Barry? Yes, yes, Matthew. Primarily, it was just to... Because a few people have spoken to me and messaged us about that chat, and they were like, yes, I, I get it. It really I, resonated. Yeah, it did resonate, which was nice. Um, and just to sort of back up, on day one, I felt I was having fun. I was with a new guild, and it felt exciting and interesting and different. Then day two, it was like, well, I want to finish positive. Hmm. So suddenly <laughs> pressure had been applied again, which wasn't there on the Saturday. And then I was like, oh, and I felt bad again. Yeah. Which is why I haven't actually played in a competitive guild ball thing since. Yeah, this is interesting you. though, because so I'm a very competitive person and I like to go to tournaments because of that. When I had the ninth age thing, I went three losses on the bounce. I could not finish positive. I still enjoyed Sunday just as much as Saturday mm. with a little bit of a hangover. Mm. Like, that's what I would have... I, f- I feel that you're that style of play like that's your style of play that you enjoy the game apparently not right now I don't see Barry's I hope you don't mind me saying this do you like Barry's this <laughs> weird class of player where he loves the game and he really enjoys just playing and having fun and doing things his way which is the bouncy funny silly janky goals he kick off the pitch. Yeah, he's got these crazy ideas. And that's great. That's where he finds fun. Tried that but, the LGT, didn't But work. in a competitive <laughs> sense, that doesn't work. <laughs> so you have this thing where you want to do well, but you want to do well playing your way, and your way is Too not the way to do well. Yeah. So <laughs> you're in a cash 22, and it's, yeah, it, that's, I'm just saying, that's yeah. where that's why you'll, you'll have those tough, experiences. It's a weird one. Uh, I also I kind of just want to switch around guilds, which I spoke about ages ago, this time last year, and I do think I have more fun with a new guild each time, maybe. And you're le- like the learning of the team, I think, is where I have fun. That's yeah. Don't, I mean, don't say that like it's weird. No, but it's, no, but, it's, <laughs> but it's, so with blacksmith, I played it and played it and played it to the point where I knew what I thought I was doing, and then I could keep fucking up. But <laughs> it seems that I'll I have half past tutelage. Yeah. It seems fun to be like, oh, what does this do? Or what does this do? Or what does this do? That was really fun on the Saturday. Like, wait, Vetcat can do what now? Mm. Oh, Midas can do this. Like, that exploration was the fun I had. Rather than, oh, here is this specific plan that I have to stick to and do. So that was quite interesting. Fair enough. Um... But yeah, back to the tournament, I think Rich did really good. He did. He did uh, the prize support was bonkers. Um, Maria won Best Painted. Yep. Well done to Maria. Uh, I won Best Painted Single Figure. Oh, did you? That's right. What was that? Which figure? <laughs> no one could decide if it was Edge, Steel Jaw or Vet Mink, so they just gave it to me. That's nice. Because You had drawn the... I got a shed load of votes, but everyone voted for a different figure as right. we Best Painted, so they decided just to give me the That's Best nice. Painted Single Figure. But... What I would say is how interesting I was seeing all the other games. John and I had a nice wander round. The other games, look, I'm, I nearly spent a lot of money that weekend. Well, but I managed to re- refrain from spending. If they'd had stalls there selling the games... I would have spent so much money. Yes, as would have I. Like One of the things I bought into Drop Zone Commander a long time ago, but I've never, there's never been that much interest down the club. Nick Hart and I played a little, but mm. we didn't really generate any interest. 
Um, and now he lives in freaking like Cornwall. Or yeah, he's moved. No, he's bought a house. There. He still lives up here. At the he's moment. got a house in Devon, and he drinks cider from eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in the wrong county. Yeah, he's going home. Um, he and I liked it, but we didn't push it enough. But seeing it played, really, I was very excited to play it. That scale just seems so fun. It's quite cinematic when you've got these giant buildings and these big models and that. Oh, it's a little guy. It's that big. Oh, no. You've just said a 1 to 700 scale ship game didn't appeal to you because of the scale. Yes, because they're that big. But uh, Drop Zone Commander have to, are doing the behemoths, which are like an Imperial Knight, but at the scale where dudes are 6 mils or whatever. So I'm still getting my big models. And the buildings look incredible. Blah, 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 blah. So it looks like you're playing a movie. And so I want to get back in. I want to get that going. I want to try and generate interest. We talked to Dave about the scale of the behemoth models, and they look fucking stupid to me. Yeah, because like, so <laughs> you've got a guy, a, 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 a infantry figure is yeah, like about five, six feet tall, six and months. there's like five of them on a little base, and then your tanks are like the size of a micro machine. If anyone remembers what micro machines are, still got one. Yeah, um, the behemoths are roughly the size of like I don't know, like a spaniel. <laughs> And yeah. you just plop that on the board, and apparently that's fine. I can't wait. That seems fucking dumb. We asked him when they're coming, because Dave, Dave, the Mr. Um, Drop Zone was there, and we had a little chat with him, and he was like, it's all ready to go, it's just we don't have enough resin casters, they're all just busy. We are just non-stop trying to churn stuff out. So the models did look cool, and like the pictures good. he showed us looked excellent. Then there was, the other thing that I looked, was, was it to the strongest? My friend Ian. Hard was, one. Yeah, my friend Ian was Br- playing. Looked, looked brilliant, and I would love to play it. Very odd, very tactical. So, I, but by the way that we looked at it, I could imagine it being very tactical. By the way that it. Played. Yeah, order activation looked important, but you. It was a six before, grid. And I think I don't know how much. Like six was it? They were quite a foot, so maybe like five grid. This like was grid. the bring whatever historical. Yeah. Wargaming miniatures you've got, so like yeah. knights or men at arms, whatever you want, and it's it was card based, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so the no dice, they're just flipping cards, and you need like a two to do shit. So if you do an ice, you're fucked. And if you do this with this unit, and they needed a six to do it, on the if you could oh, do it again, but they need a seven. To, to historical Malifaux. Yeah, but to you have not explained what you need a two and what they're doing. Sure, so sure, they have a deck of fifty-two playing cards. Any playing cards you can buy, your normal. I think the picture cards are taken out. I thought they were in there. No, I'm sure we said the picture cards. Oh, I don't card. think. Yeah, I don't think so, any pictures are in there. Your normal deck of playing cards minus your minus your royals, right? So you're sitting there with all of your army across the board, but to activate them, you would name a model of what you're doing, and it would have a value, and you flip the cards. The interesting thing about this one, comparatively to Malifaux, rather than having a Malifaux discard pile like you do, these cards all sit live up on the table behind the units, showing what you've done. So. If, for example, you're playing your game and you know that you have flipped all of the tens, it's very unlikely you're going to see a nine plus because you've only got four nines left. So you could try and gear what you were doing based on how your deck was turning out, which I thought was a really, really cool way to play mm. a game. It looked interesting. And my buddy Ian, it was his first, he like, he'd played it for about five minutes, turned up to play a tournament, ended up playing the guy that invented it and wrote the book. I mean, if, any, if anyone's going to learn, he's going to learn it's there. It's quite funny. He? Yeah, to the strongest it is called. Yeah, there was that. What else was there? No dice, no glory. dot com. <laughs> nice. There was that French game. Yeah, the Art de la Guerre. 
That one, that looks beautiful. Yeah, that looked interesting with different girls. Art de la Guerre is a simple and realistic rule set, clearly written and well illustrated with many diagrams and examples. The principles that guided the development of the rules are, blah, 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 keep going. But um, 20, 30 units, it's kind of like Warhammery, and you could use whatever you want, but a simpler system, I think. Yep. And then there was Saga, that was beautiful. Yeah. I went around and spoke to a couple of the guys that I met ninth age wise, but they were playing Warmaster. That was good. Sherwin was playing Warmaster, wasn't he? Yeah. He actually got drawn up against one of the ninth age guys. He played against one of my mates when he was there, which was amusing. Necromunda looked good. There the was Necromunda Legion boards looked, looked phenomenal. They did look great. Yeah. 40k was obviously the most played game. And it did make me want to play a little bit. I really like. I really liked the look of it. The only bit that I didn't like was I didn't like the fact you had to play five games with the same terrain. I would like the idea for different terrain packs. See, it's interesting that you guys say that because for me, watching competitive 40k could not have made it less appealing. The models, don't get me wrong, the models look fucking cool. Mm. But watching how competitive 40k looks... Just, well, what I think I've that's a problem with the meta as opposed to the game. Mm. Yeah, maybe. At the moment, the, it's very chalk and cheese and very, very much so like rock, paper, scissors oh, you've bought this and I've got this, therefore I'm going to have a bad time unless I do X. I think it's a balance issue at the moment and a balance issue alongside the fact that the terrain doesn't change. So people can have a plan for turn one and two on paper and as long as they do the plan, they don't lose X, Y, Z, which is an issue in my opinion. Should I tell you what I've been really tempted by though? What's that? And I'm so fucking annoyed at myself for it because I sold my Iron Jaws after buying them. I bought Iron Jaws and I sold them because I was just like, I'm not going to play this game. And then the new Chaos models. They look nice. They look fucking metal. And that is very... It's ironic because they're plastic. (laughs) Um, New Chaos Knights look. It's the Knights, the guys on foot, and that Lord on like that fucking Doom Iguana... I captured a lizard man, cut it up a bit, and stuck our armor on it. Yeah, it looks badass. Yeah, and it's cool. But it was—I must say—it was very nice being in that uh, the LGT, the environment of all the different games. Like there wasn't too much like interaction. It really was like you stay in your lane. But get over area. I don't know what you're about. I was a social butterfly. I spoke to everyone. Sure, you're a moth. But it was fun looking at all the games, and it made me want to uh, play games. Just, I yeah. wanted to play some games, but I can't because I'm busy. I saw um, some SVG. Uh, Legion looked cool as well. Like, but, but yeah. like we've discussed weirdly, despite me loving the original trilogy more and like Galactic Civil War is way more cool. Hmm. The Galactic Civil War is way more cool. Sorry, the Clone Wars. Galactic cool. Civil War is the great movie period. The Clone Wars is the cool for models. Yeah, I think it's because in the movies we saw that battle. We saw clones and robots. We can act out the cinematic experience where you don't really have that in 4, 5 and 6. That scene in the Clone Wars where they're attacking the Geonosian ships yeah. I mean, those big sphere ships that turn up into yeah, the um, trade engine, where all the dust is blowing and, and all the lasers are firing through it and it's just flashes of blue and red. I was... I don't care how bad the movie is. I was looking at that going this looks fucking yeah. epic. 2 is saved by its visuals. Yeah. Like, it, and it's like... But it's like 1 the only bit that saves the movie even slightly is Dark the Darth Maul... Jewel of Fates fight with Qui-Gon. Um, agreed. But yeah, LGT, well done, Rich. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, well done, congratulations. Rich. Congratulations. We, we shall miss him. We will miss him. But Rich is officially through. off to Australia. Yeah. 
Chakarava shrimp on the barbie. Right, we also need to give him a checklist for this. Careful for spiders, careful for snakes, careful for random shit that kills you. Like, yep. oh, dodge out there, innit? But from what I re- read yesterday on the internet in some sort of meme, you got to watch out for blokes being called Dane in a Bing Tang singlet, which I'm sure Australians will be able to trans- translate. I probably said it completely wrong. I just really enjoyed reading a sentence in Australian that doesn't use any English words as far as I can tell. <laughs> but he is, yeah, he's going. So if we want to do the LGT next year, hopefully someone else will take it on who has the time and the, the drive. Uh, and we'll see what happens. But it was good the SFG guys came down. Northern people came down. So well, well done. done. Man. SFG guys came down. Luke from the Glory Goals came down. I played him. Lovely fella. Fucking powerful jocks. All the Scottish guys. Mm. You've got Bryce... Steve and Fraser, three of the best players in the UK, absolutely dominating. What is it about Scottish people and GB? Don't know. Because Pash, another yeah, Pash is brilliant great. player, and there's two or three other Scottish players that I'm forgetting. Well, I mean, Steve Easton in massive inverted commas, Steve, is technically a Scottish player because he lives in Scotland. We um, got to play God tier though, didn't we, Matthew? We played an entire round of God tier. Round and half, round and half. Because we, we got the book... And Steve was trying to help us. But no, Steve, no. Do your thing, Steve. He was playing in a team event that Bryce had set up yeah. after, after the event. So we were like, no. You know what? People Steve, are going to get this rule book yeah. and not have you there. Steve, you can't go to every person who backed this. You can't go to the house, <laughs> teach them how to play. And we were like, right, go away, play your game. We are going to learn this and talk it through. So Matt and I sat down with the rule book and we went through and we did everything like by the letter, didn't it? We spotted a couple of things. We were like, Steve... Don't be GW, Steve. <laughs> we were just winding him up. Like, you know, let's WGW, this needs sorted. <laughs> and he was like, well, actually, this isn't the, the latest rule book pass. And we're like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. But we... Uh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> we, we played some round. We played a round and a half, and almost two We got rounds. about a round and a half. It took a while, obviously, because we were... Yeah, you weren't playing the game, you were learning the game. Yeah, and we were deliberately talking through, like, if we do this and this. And it seems really fun, and... The way the characters interact. So, like, I had to have my gnome lady cast her powers so my undead followers could do something for the Morrigan. And then when the Morrigan attacked, she's got this, like, if you roll two dice, you need effectively double... It was effectively double sixes, yeah. wasn't it? She's got this ability where she can basically roll two dice and if she gets double sixes, it just, like, fucking blips someone out of existence. Yeah, but and it's bloody hard to do. But then Barry found out... If he could do other combos first, she could get like three or four dice to do it. And need like fives. Sure, yeah, yeah. And But we only got that at the end, didn't we? The one thing that was struck me was in the mission we were playing, it felt very much like uh, the whole turn is geared up to going... Like Whoever goes first is trying to set up a situation where you can put your banners down and build a wall so that other people can get to your banners. And if you're going second in the turn, it felt like your whole turn is geared to getting your last character to run over all their banners. <laughs> that was what I think we found, like, very. that's a very basic hot take. It felt like that, but also I think that's a combination of we only had two... Absolutely, uh, two champs. Two champs each, and we were playing our first go at the first scenario. Like yeah, absolutely. It, you know, the more, I mean, that does feel like that's part of the game, though. The, absolutely. The way you win is getting banners down, the way you start well, your I mean, down. I played against Steve when banners. I went up to Manchester, and yeah. I played three versus three, and it does feel a little bit like that, Apart from once you've got three, like three heroes out, you can consider what you don't have to run over all of the banners. 
Mm. So you still have to, if someone is able with all their heroes to put out three banners, your job is to make sure that those three banners aren't there because that's what wins you the game. But if you're letting them put three banners out, you're letting them do it. But you're doing it wrong, if that makes sense. Okay. So what I mean by that is later on in the game, you're also then playing with heroes that can kill other heroes. You're saying, well, fine, I'll let you have one banner, but I'll kill enough to warrant not having to tread on that banner, you know. Mm. So that's how I play it. I've got another game actually booked up for Wednesday against Jamie. Oh, nice, you're, you're going, going to Manchester. Up. Yeah, not there for a week. I will do report back. Yeah, yeah. Right. We've been talking for nearly 45 minutes now and we haven't really got into any full ham god tier. Uh, sorry, Guildball discussion. I agree, but it's because when people listen, they're part of our gang and they're just joining in our shit talk. Yeah. We can make them a cup of tea, they can sit there. Oh, it might be. Is it time for a it's second? Time for tea, before it's time for oh. tea, one last thing about because we're, we're about to fade off the tournament's sort of chat. Vengeance chat. Oh, okay. V6. V6. I am going to state my policy and then go put the kettle on and return. I'm going to salute. It's really hard for me at the moment because this year is meant to be the year because I joined the Warlords that I'm working salute. Yes. <laughs> so it is the same weekend as salute. Yeah. I completely understand that it's a big Guild Ball tournament. The biggest Guild Ball tournament. I understand it's just the last of the big Guild Ball tournaments. I also understand that I have a disease that could only be cured by going to salute and spunking money up a wall. Ooh, wah! Ooh, wowza. Because you're down with the sickness. Oh, yes, of course. I like that. You're disturbed, Matthew. Um, uh, So I am going to salute. I am am stricken. I'm going to buy lots of models. I think Angel's coming with me. Yeah, she said she Um, is. I'm just going to buy models, buy paints, buy things, talk to people, have fun. I can lose at Guild Ball any fucking day of the week. (laughs) But I can't go to salute any day of the week and have fun interacting with the people who make their games... You can't lose at retail therapy, can you, Barry? No. You're only a Everyone's winner there. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's the truth. <laughs> Gentlemen, discuss V6. Yeah. I'm actually... I, I'm inclined to play the last one. We've got... If you're coming as well... I know you You and Rich Lawrence are going up... The Friday. In his van. My car. Your car, sorry. Okay, so you two are going up together. You two are going up separately... We've still got, as well as you two, we've got 11 total. So, you two go up. We've still got nine people getting the nine-person van I'm going to hire. Yeah. We've got 11 people going to a 128-player tournament. We're, we're a, a thing. We're 10% nearly we're, of the field. We are a thing. I mean, we're, we're a fucking army. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, so we've we're got... Staff. We're, we're still staff. not going to win. Because uh, so, we're you, bringing Charlie and Connor. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, at least. Are you and Dan commentating? No, I'm fucking playing. You're playing, you're playing. Well, I'm deba- I'm not sure yet. I think I've told Jay that I'm commentating. He doesn't know that I'm even debating. I think you that. should all play. I think I'm going to play. I think you should all play. Fact. Commentating was a lot of fun, but I'll be honest, and I don't mind admitting this, Dave Cameron and Westy <laughs> commentating on that was some of the best commentary I've ever heard of if, any game or if sport. If you remove some of to the best, then I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I I honestly think they should commentate on anything from now on, whether it's Gilball, whether it's the cricket, whether it's football, the weather, what my neighbours are up to. I'd just love to hear <laughs> them discuss shit. <laughs> why aren't they podcasting? Boys, why aren't you podcasting? It should just be them two, Cameras and Westy. I just want to hear. Yeah, agreed. Start to disagree with that. It was fantastic. Start to disagree. Um, anyway, 
We're going to pause there for a bit because Barry's put the kettle on. It's time for a fresh tea. And then when we come back, we'll actually discuss some Guild Ball content. So, we're back. We've had some tea. We're all teed up. Um, breaking news. Breaker, breaker. Um, for those of you interested in Black Seas... Um, so listen up, Andy. Yeah, exactly. A load of pre-releases, uh, pre-orders rather, have just gone up. Spanish Battle Line box has come out. Uh, the US Battle Line box. So these are like fleet boxes. Um, there's a new terrain pack. Um, the Constitution was on pre-order already, but the Santa Cima Trinidad is now on pre-order. That's a hundred and forty gun four deck battleship. One of the biggest ships. No way. Ever. 140 guns, Barry. Oh, my God. That's like 30 more than a normal first-rate ship. Talking of pre-orders, Matthew. <laughs> Let us get into what must be the wow of the week. Okay, I'm assuming that was the sting. Just We had that there. Not sting. Um, Bumper. Bumper, yeah. We just, we just played, right? So yeah. We're playing. Okay, cool. Unless you always play it now. Do it now. Wow of the week week. I did it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we, before we go into the wow of the week, I would like to recommend that people who are looking to pre-order or purchase any of their um, Gilball stuff, either we are big fans of Leodis. I know you are. Yes, I am. Leodis Games. I also really recommend Goblin Gaming. Yeah, I've probably. been using them for a lot of stuff recently, and I get very good service, and they've got really good prices. And like, we're not endorsed by either of these guys. The yeah. guys, by the way, I just would really recommend. Other retailers them. are available. Not saying that, but if any retailers are listening, we are open to uh, sponsorship. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll throw some adverts out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have free shit. Uh, yes, the wow of the week. We didn't see what it is. Things went up for pre-order, and now the engineers. Mm-hmm. Now, avid listeners, we got wood. <laughs> avid listeners will know that when the Alks came up and the Masons came up and the Brewers came up we went through them talked about the models talked about the changes but we ultimately I think as a group came to a decision that whilst some of the updated models were fantastic we weren't planning on triggering John obviously because he's waiting for the sales yep. that he's convinced they're going to come that which may come and might make everyone else annoyed might be next week. And Matt might be getting the Brewers. I mean, you say might. Have you bought them? I bought them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that I do want to redo my Brewers team. And I want the Mash and Hooper enough. Hooper's brilliant. Yeah. That Such I, a that good bought. model. And I, I want to redo paint jobs on my Brewers. Yeah. So I'm going to buy them, repaint them, and then sell my old Brewers. Yeah. F- cool. I, I reckon s- you'll get a good bit of money for your Brewers as well, I'll be honest. Yeah, they're nice. I reckon maybe. So I still have not... Bought the alchemists, or the masons, or the brewers. However, however, I have instabied the engineers. So oh, very close. Let's look at ballista box first. Ballista box was the instruments of war or something like that. Yeah. So ballista is ballista. Is he the alt sculpt ballista? No, that is standard ballista. Is He's standard. not legends ballista. Yeah, that is standard ballista. I do think that they've all still had like their mini facial update thing. Yeah, no, 100%. there's been there's been improvements to fidelity. Uh, Ratchet, I mean, looks great. Uh, ballista looks great. Uh, Salvo's the same. Salvo's the same. Looks great. Yada yada. The problem with Salvo is he's not 
limited edition miners salvo and that model is just Badass. so good I also do have a weird soft spot for the silly Lederhosen rookie salvo as well. <laughs> right. I really like that <laughs> mini. <laughs> uh, mainspring is quite different. It's a little bit higher. Looks like he's actually arching his back to fire that. He looks like a bombardier beetle. Yeah. Like that a lot. Mm. Um, first up, let's just go to Velocity. Who is... Wowzer. Sick. Just Wowzer. Mm. Look at her. So... So good. Like, just look at that shoulder. That shoulder that's facing us. Look at the filigreed metal. Mm. How detailed that is and how cool all it looks. Screws, like the cogs the in the hands. All, all of the <coughs> the shoulder pads of both of the Mechanica at the moment have got that like detail on it as well. Yeah, but okay, it no, looks no. so clear. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. But that pose, that running pose, is just like nailed. Do you, do you know the only thing I don't like? I don't feel her back foot should be flat on the floor in that pose. It just looks a little unnatural. But then... Maybe a mechanic can do that because a human tendon would be very extended at that point. Oh, who knows? I can't knock this model. I love it. I love it. Look at that! Look at that cog in the hand. No, I disagree. I really like the pose. It's like it's prepped as a robot, ready, and Pinwise yeah. is about like to say, "This is step one." Yeah. No, as in, it might not even be moved. Yeah, she's just she's in her ready pose, and then yeah. someone's gonna go, like, "Go!" And she's gonna go, "Fucking like eighties robot dancer." Yeah. Oh, I really she's like going to do the running man. Did you see the uh, people commenting about the amount of belts that they've got? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got belts on her to chest. To me, though, now. they're metal bands. I haven't yeah. seen them as belts. No, I agree with you, Barry. I think they are metal... They are, like, metal straps and banding. Like um, mm. like the stuff you have on a barrel. Really yes. looking forward to getting hold of these. I mean, they were Insta-buy. Like, I saw them and just... Oh, my God, I have them. I wanted to buy them, but for project overload reasons, haven't yet. I'll, sure. I'll probably buy them very soon, or like John says, when they go on sale. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit. I have to admit, I'm nervous. Like they can't release this stuff and say like if they did Black Friday or a holiday sale and it was money off all of these new resin teams, <laughs> people would go bonkers. You say that, mate. Man. I'm even happy to wait till Salute. If it's not on sale at Salute, then I'll look at buying. Them. So I bought these because I actually plan on playing some engineers and miners stuff. Yeah. Fine, fine. And they they attract me a lot of them yeah. as well. But I'm not buying the others because I'm sticking with John's plan. Shall we discuss the strangely posed elephant in the room? I think, yeah. Well, the first up, the goal looks good. Okay. The ground, can't quite see what's going on, but it looks quite interesting. Like metal pipes and stuff and cogs on the ground. That looks good. Yeah, it looks like, like destroyed machinery. So yeah, rough, rough all the goals in these new sets have just been lovely, haven't they? Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, it's a shame like, that Broken Toad released a really nice gold pack not too long ago. It's yeah. like a wheel of fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the score going to be? <laughs> so. Mr. Divide, I'll it. Velocity is fantastic. Yes, Matthew. Continue to the oddly posed elephant in the room. Right, okay. His head. I'm going to start with his head. Well, first up, we're talking about Colossus. We're talking about Colossus, in case you hadn't noticed. If you aren't looking at the picture, we're talking about Colossus. And Colossus was ever an odd sort of pose model. He's, you know, he's kind of in the same pose as existing Colossus. Yes. So, his head. What I'm guessing, you can't see from this photo, what I'm guessing is the case is, he's got a, a, a helmet slash face mask. A la Locust. That makes him look like, yeah, the other Mechanica. But he's got it lifted up like a like a I don't know like an American football helmet or a racing visor or something like that. So it just looks like a weird bonnet. He looks like he's wearing some little weird bonnet. If that was down and we had the who did the conversion was it Matt Hall or like 
Russ or someone like that who did a conversion where they cut Locus in half and bolted him to the top of a Colossus. So you had Locus. I remember who I remember the model, but I can't remember who it was. I, I think it, was it like, might have been Matt. Matt, yeah. If it was that, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy if you just said Axel is now inside a suit. Like and he's wearing it properly. You like need a... some element of the flesh though, don't you? You need you do. But yeah, but okay, but I'm not sure that's how I would have done it. I would have maybe had a helmeted, like a visored face where you could see his eyes and face through it. It's not a bad chance. I just don't like that. I mean, the arms look great. Like, they look very muley and like they punch you and hurt you. It all looks cool. We need to see other angles of this model. I'm just not 100% sure about the pose. Everything I look about, how, how, you know, the chest looks so fucking tanked. And like he's now covered in wood and metal. Looks excellent. I'm just not like Locus Compound and Mule had a love child. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, the more the more I look at it, do you know what I do kind of like? He does look like he's just done something badass. Reached up, pushed his visor up, and then going, yes! Like, like a fucking gladiator. Yeah, that's actually an excellent observation. Like, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And maybe when I see this model in, in person, I'll fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, we just need more angles. It could be excellent. It's just... It, in, it, from this picture, it looks very unnatural and strange. I, I agree. Um, but it's tough because the elements, like the, the chest, the fists, the hand, everything about it looks great. It's just... I can't quite see it all. It doesn't come together for me at the moment. I want to get it in hand. Somehow the whole is lesser than the sum of its parts. I think that's it, Matthew. How well, well put. Well put. Do you know anything I think that's let down that box? Salvo for me, but keep going. No, I think Ballista. Oh, really? Of all of the things that you could have changed. The captain. Yeah. You've even got another sculpt for it. Just him Put the other one up, in. It? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because I like that Ballista sculpt so... So much. It's well, tough. that one. Yes, it's tough. I dislike this one. Oh, really? Because of... I. So, of all of the busts that they've made, mm-hmm. I thought this would be my jam. But then I saw the bust, and I think the way he's holding the bow is stupid. Okay. And therefore, every time I see that pose, that, that model, I just go, meh. <laughs> okay. It... it the, it's tough. It looks like he's halfway to aiming it, halfway to holding it, but doesn't quite know what he wants to do with it. Yeah. So, I mean, if he was holding it any higher, he would be aiming, but not looking where he's aiming. If he was holding it... Well, you mean this model or the bust? Both. This this model is the bust. Uh, is it? His right hand is too high to just be resting and holding that crossbow. Why would you hold something up to the right and then that's, angle... Well, that's how, like... Yeah. If you've ever seen anyone hold, like, a rifle... To me, that's spot on. Yeah, I, I agree. If you look at the uh, so when you look at this on the scale of the bust, I really don't like the way that he's holding it. That's maybe in the bust it looks wrong, but uh, on but the, this, the model, this, to me, this is a cut off of the. Thing. Yeah, they might have tweaked it a bit. Yeah, I, I just I think to me it looks fine. Like I actually think it's quite a natural way to hold a heavy weapon, like slightly pointed down like that, one arm sort of cocked, so you can bring it up into your shoulder at any point. No, mm. right. That's what it looks like to me. But so, fair enough, everyone's different. Now, relative to our chat we had before. They've only well, we've got a brand new velocity. Mm. We've got a brand new Colossus, and the uh, I'm confident that's quite a different mainspring. Not really, is it not? 
it's the back legs are straighter. Yeah, it just looks like probably just had a little bit more of an aesthetic change. As it well. looks like it's going to be nicer in um, the resin, doesn't it? Ratchet, the render just looks fantastic. But I think it's exactly the same. Yes, I think it is. But hopefully, in the hopefully we'll get more of this detail, like these clips and spanners and of the glove detail and all that. Hopefully, that'll come across. Of all of the guilds that would benefit from clearer casting, yeah, it's this point. is this guild. So, for example. The overalls, the everything that you're going to have any detail on it, the ballista, salvo, ratchet, all have that the the, the cloak or the apriny style with the cogs on it. That's going to benefit from clearer casting on resin. It's going to be this team. So any of those what we referred to last time as quality of life changes, Ugh. where you're going to have little modifications like that. This team is going to be the beneficiary of it. Do you know? So, in my opinion, on this box, there are two new models, which is Colossus and Velocity. Okay. Mainspring, yes, may have changed, but I don't think worthy enough to say it's a change in model. Okay. So I think you're buying this box for two models and a cool goal. If you're buying this box. Do you know? Obviously, you're buying it for the team, etc. Yeah, et yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you and me, I've got everything. If I'm buying this, I'm buying it because of uh, Colossus and Velocity. And we, oh, we've said previously that you wouldn't have necessarily bought it for one or two changes. Yes. Which is Complete, interesting that you flipped yes. on that. And it... I think I have flipped on it for exactly what John has just said. I agree. That if a guild exists that would benefit most from crisper, cleaner casts... This one. Uh, yeah, it's this one. And I think that's a big factor. Plus just how nice Velocity looks. Colossus, we, we'll see. So Velocity and Hoist... You're such a school teacher, I'm raising your hand. So Velocity and Hoist are going to be the two, I think, that stand out the most. Just because the way that the wood grain and all of this works... That's why Colossus has got all this armour. Yeah. Because, look, when they bought out Locus, Locus looked so cool, they nailed that effect. Yes. And now they're just bringing it back. And they're putting it on all the other models, and then they're just updating Velocity's one. Uh, it's a ho hoist has changed as well, hasn't he? Let's not go on well, just yet. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. No, literally just for a second, I'm just when I was describing it, I think I flipped on Colossus. You love, love it or hate it? Not love it, but I like it. Okay. I think you know when I just described what it looks like to me because I just seen it. It's as if it looks like he's just pushed up the thing and gone fuck yeah. Yeah, or just like walloped someone into the ground. He's just KD singled out someone. He's reached up with his right hand, pushed his visor up, and that's why the right hand's then been uh, put down. And then with his left hand, he's just thrown his fist up in the air and he's looking at the crowd going yeah in a real like. Maximus Decimus Meridius. When you've Meridius compared it to that, is the is the scene where he comes uh, Maximus goes in and fights the massive guy and the guy when he walks in walks in with the helmet on and then before the fight looks up at Caesar pushes up his yeah. mask and does the for you and Maximus does the guy, the big French guy with the is he French yeah the big French guy with the with the lion yeah, mask that one it's, it's that it's the pushing that up yeah it's what it looks like to me I, I think I know, I I've it's actually good. got on board with the drama and theatrical wow. nature and of that on air Damascus Revelation type thing. Damascene Revelation. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. It is now. Um, the ball's very nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> balls. Balls. Um, I bought three boxes of them last time from Broken Tail. I've got enough to last me last time. <laughs> On to the next box, if we may. Yes. Certainly. First up, uh, the goal looks quite interesting. I don't quite know what's going on. I want to get that in hand. Yeah. I like the sort of Rotatey, twisty nature yep. to those interlocking. We've got parts. a wall, but it's a very interesting wall. Oh, do you think that's a wall? To me, it looked like a um, 
you, uh, like a metal box that might like slide to one side and open up. You know, like a sewing box. Yeah. You know, they're on those like weird hinges that so if you pull them to the side and they open up. That's what it looked like to me. But maybe to it me, it was more. it was a wall that could change oh. height. Yeah, oh yeah, no. Do you know what, Baz? I think you might be right. I agree. It's a chest high wall. Because they're like, oh, we made bigger, smaller. Yeah. Um, now, first up, what? let's go with compound. Because where are his nipples? <laughs> not not just that. He looks like he's just been given the command slide to the left. Slide to the left. Well, he's always been in that pose. <laughs> yes. No, no, no legs stuck out. So compound. And where's his nipple? That's his right tit. It's behind the. No, it's not. Because look at the way his tit is 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 slanted. His tit, his nipple well, should be on the end of that. You can add nipples to yours. I'm just saying there should be a nipple there. Nipplegate. Free the nipple. Hashtag nipplegate. Um, it's not under the fucking. So that model is the same as the Alks one, I believe. It's you know which I'm a di- bit disappointed about. I would love to have realised. I would have liked one. I just would have liked a bit of a change between the two. Mm-hmm. It felt like just an arm change or a mask change. Like The design on the wood could have been different. Yeah. If, for example, the Alchemist one just had, even if it was flames carved into it, or it just, just had something, something different. Something just to denote, like, to or differentiate he's got the a two. Plain, he's got a plain apron. You've got time now to just, just put, like, print some, some cogs on this one or something. Like, like yeah. um, Salvo and that lot have, they like, coggy apron. He could have had that. Yeah, it feels like a real... Because it's the one model that exists in two guilds in this way, oh, like, in the box. Lucky. But I don't think Lucky's coming in another... I don't think he's oh, coming no, in Oh, no, he's been plastic. I see what you mean. It, it just feels that that was a missed shout, really. Missed opportunity. And when, they, when we didn't have any changes on the Alks one, I kind of had a secret hope that we might see a change on the... Mechanical one to just differentiate, but no, it's a real shame. Um, moving over to mother, I don't think mum's any different. Just, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. No, mother's not any different. But so does, didn't need to be. On. Didn't need to. No, be. no, 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 beautiful model. I've got that in resin. How many legs does the model have? Hey, it's it's all. It's just it the artwork. It's just the weird, yeah. that has nine. Then let's go to Locus. Locus, as you guys remember, when he came out, he was my phone background screen for ages because I love that model. Do you know what I think might have happened with Locus? I don't think the model overall is really indifferent. I think the chest and I think the model has been made slightly larger and the head slightly smaller. I don't think so. I think for me it's identical. I just think that wood grain is deeper. Is so much more I mean, this is a render, so it's always going to be as clean yeah, and crisp as it can possibly be. Uh, it just looks fantastic, and I'm so excited to own that model yeah. at some point. And you know how we've talked about stories, like making you want to play characters and stuff like that? Mm. If if we go on Rule of Call and models want to make you play, I have to say, the reason I am now going to be playing engineers in the games I play the rest of this year, possibly, is for models. Yeah. And we're going to come on to a couple of them. Um, well, Locus obviously is there. Yeah. Just have it. Hoist, he is a modification of the Askiri Wolves hoist. Absolutely. He's got the Pacific Rim um, arm blaster thing. arm going And his on. face looks quite like a Cylon. It does look a bit, star. yeah. I can see a little bit of Space Toaster going on. Yeah. Uh, sadly, he's not seeing much play as I understand it right now. I think it's because he's a little bit shit now. Yes, he was, now. he was fantastic. and It's hilarious that he's gone from auto-include in every six to doesn't even make the 12. Yep. It does seem that way, doesn't it? I'd like but to... Engineers have got so many yes, squaddies. They're great. With, their, with their crossovers and Rivet now. Rivet makes things Jesus bonkers. Christ. But no, he looks excellent and he's buff. Now... He's got, hang on! Hoist has got nipples! Yes. Why has Hoist got nipples? Well, he's got multiple nipples. But Colossus doesn't have nipples. But Hoist has nipples. 
Is it okay if we don't focus on your no nipple thing? Man's got a tit thing. Well, I, we've all got that. But um, <laughs> but I just uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on now to which one? Are we going on yes. the right hand side? Should we go right hand side first? Uh, yeah. This might be one of the uh, coolest models. Wow! From that's been in the Gilmore range so far. This might be you know this is like salvo level this is like minus salvo level just cool. what, wow so you're talking vet velocity I'm vet, vet, velocity. vet velocity look at what that fucking model a sculpt she is calling someone out do you know what I, I'm gonna I don't think he'll respond <laughs> real quick but I'm gonna message Russ right now who did that one who did this it is and also ask about pinball. oh yeah like we, let, yeah it's a tough choice between these can two can you also ask about the nipples no, no. I don't think it's a tough choice. I'll be honest. Vet velocity is amazing, but like I'll stick my neck out. I think Pinvice is possibly the nicest model in the Gilball range at the moment. It's so interesting. I just don't think is, you could be wrong. That model is beautiful. Do you know what I love? That she's got like a real Assassin's Creed look thing going on about. Yeah, give you that. But there's also a little bit of Sith Lord. Yep, can see that with the billowing cape and the death mask. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's like a there's like a um, there's a gorgon element with that hair. Yep, I really like the, like cables. I know it sounds really silly as well. I really like the scale that she's small. Yeah, that she's tiny and she's surrounded by all these big fucking yeah. robots. Okay, this is also going to sound really strange. I really like the detail of the creases of her trousers. Yeah, that does sound strange. Yeah. But if you look at the way she's walking, she's got really small creases all over her trousers that look really natural. Like she's wearing like a um, like a, a set of like leather working trousers. Like I know it might sound really strange, but for some reason I've looked at that and just gone, that looks really realistic to me. And for some reason I fixated on that. No, but that really- is just an epically gorgeous model. They've done very good, like... I think I still like Vet Velocity more. I think I love how big she looks. Because she's got the forearms and she's got all the fucking back knives. You just wouldn't fucking mess with her. I would not fuck. And she's a fucking striker in theory. And I'm terrified of how she looks. The problem we've got is I think Velocity is an amazing model. I think Vet Velocity is an amazing model. In game terms, Velocity 1 plays more how I like to play. But... The notion of not putting this model on the pitch <laughs> when I can upsets you. feels bonkers. So I didn't. Sorry, I was writing a message when pin, you were talking about Pinvice. Just wow. Just brilliant. The hair is like mechatendrite. The This neck, this full robot cyber. With like the pistons. Yeah, as, like, as, um, pistons as tendons. Just. Just insane. Uh, the like the leather, the cogs in her knees. Oh, wow! But do you see what I mean about the mix of like Sith Lord and Assassin's Creed? Forgive me, the Assassin's Creed I'm not uber familiar with. I am sorry, Matthew, but I get a Sith Lord vibe. Yeah, because it like it's like the mask and the the slow ominous walk with one foot behind the other, the billowing cape. So Assassin's Creed have they have those blades on their wrists? Ah, yes. And and they also have that they have they have a hooded and caped look a lot of the time in a lot of the later games. So I get a lot of that vibe as well. Because Pinvice has always had that. I've always thought she should have anatomical, just because of those. 
Yeah, I mean, she is literally a short, stabby, yeah, penetrating. The, the, the really interesting thing that is going to be the make or break of that model is what does the cape look like on the other side? If there is a like a massive lavish design on it, it could be. Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it won't, and it will have these these corner details. And that's will it. probably be on the corners. But that's, yeah, like, I I hope... that's all I want. No, I don't. I want it to be a. You want it to be a cape. over the top. It doesn't look like it's a cape that's been designed. I want it to be a cape that has been designed for her. I can have a nice um, McCogs logo painted on. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm I'm surprised. I ha- so I might have to just buy these next payday. Where's <laughs> the sale, mate? <laughs> I think it's this box I'm I don't know how on. to paint them though because I can do it as wood odds because it's wood is there any merit in painting it a different colour as though the wood's been painted and then rub it back a bit so like the wood comes through I don't know I don't want to age her I feel like I want her to be immaculate yep can see that yeah no weathering like she's constantly updating and like improving yeah her she's armor. brand new because that's what she does but so can I go back to Vet Velocity because I didn't don't feel I like jazzed enough over her. Um, pointing. She's calling someone out. She's got everything. She's just got. She's dynamic and stoic all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, such the, a good model. The dynamism is suggested. It's not overt. That's it. Like you could imagine those blades about to pounce. She's pointing like I'm coming for you. Oh, the little like. Um, Hair bits the velocity's got. It's kind of like she's got bunches. Princess Leia stuff. Yeah, she has a little bit. Um, just wow. I think I just like things with four arms. Yeah. I don't know. I th- think... Now, I don't have this model in hand, as we know. Is it possible that, sh- that Vet Velocity is the best? No. I, I'm inclined to say Vice she is one of the best, like top five. Pinvice and Vet Velocity have just gone into the top five great skillball models. That's a good discussion for another day. We should, we could, we should all come with our top top five list. Five. We don't tell each other, mm. and then we just do five down to four. We could discuss it. That right. Hashtag Next Christmas slash New Year's review episode. Um. I think I'm going for the Vet Velocity is my best model. Of the 12, Vet Velocity. But if you said Pinvice, in 10 minutes it could be Pinvice. And if you said Pinvice, I wouldn't disagree with you. No. Just so good. Look at the ch- like the neck, the chest there with the cogs. If I can try and paint them just right, like a, like a brass with then silver weathering and a bit of oil. I think oh. I want to go really light wood. With silver metals, mm. like proper what, silver, almost chrome. What I'm into now, and I've done it on a few models, and I think it's worked on us on the World War Two models as well. Is I do a brass base coat, and then blend up into silver a bit, and then like a dark silver, and then a chrome highlight, and it looks like the metal's a bit worn and tarnish almost. Yeah, and just the the, the silver on the edges is really nice, and then you can put a bit of a wash on for oil and grease or use your oil paints thin down to actually have like an oil and it looks really nice but this might be too small for that plus do you want them to look oily and greasy enough? well do you want them to look clean they need a bit of grease maybe i don't think we burnish it in terms of heat like with purples and blues it's no. not like a... i think you want little bits of grease like in the cogs in the deep workings. Yeah. you want to add some grease in there 
I bought the Oof. machine oil grease from the AK Interactive. Oh yeah, is, oh. That, is, that, is that good? Yeah, really nice. I might buy that. Well, the AK Interactive. So actually, back to Hobby Chat. Five Stone Games before I left, they actually had one of the stands stocked with AK Interactive products. Nice. Which is so rare when it comes to hobby stuff. Because I understand it for local hobby shops, six or seven pound little tiny tubs of AK Interactive stuff, no one's going to want to stock. It's a lot of stock. It's, 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 it's a lot of money in, in stock that's very rare to be bought. But they had all of the rust, so I re-bought all of those, light, medium and heavy rust. I bought moss, engine oil and other stuff. You get some really cool shit from there. I used it when I did the Iron Circle model. What does the grease, this AK Interactive grease, come out like? Is it like a thick wash? Is it, thick? Is it thick? No, it's like goopy, like, um, like oil. oil. It really is. You just leave it on it dries. I put some on my Iron Circle. I'll show it to you. Does it stay looking glistening? Because you know sometimes when washes dry, they go like a white powdery type thing. Oh no, it stays shiny. Okay. Stays nice. I will buy some. In Roman Back to the cool models. I can't stop flicking between these two. Like, Locus, and you guys know this, has ever been one of my fave models. Just everything about it screams Transformer, and I'm, I'm just that 80s kid, love big robots. Gun down, Transformers, everything. Love it. And now these two girls have come along. One's a robot. Amazing. One's kind of a robot lady. Cyborg. Amazing. Cyborg. I, Cyborg, definitely. I, they're just Cyborg perfect. Cyborg or like Woodborg? Yeah. Well, if if I may, because I actually wrote part of my thesis on this, Cyborg comes from the Greek for control, steersman, actually, the guy who steered the ship. Okay. There's no metal or That's stuff. Like, so she can be Cyborg. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because it was, it was originally developed for the space program, the notion that systems that our body does without thinking about it, you don't think about breathing, you don't think about blinking, Yeah. all had to be controlled artificially. And the control... Because if you have to think about breathing, you will die. If yes. you think about blinking, you won't do it. So all of the cyborg system, they were developing ways of people living like on the moon without thinking about it. And, and the cyborg thing came out of it. So it isn't metal or anything, it's to do with control. Oh, sick. PSA. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, I love Vet Velocity. I'm going out on a limb. She's my favourite Gilbert model. There it is. She is the number one... Gilball model. He said it, folks. Oh, so good. Wow. Right. Just wow. We've gushed for a long time. Could that be my wow of the year? Oh, oh my god. Well, ha hang on, hang on. We've got, have we got some That's sort of now new, a new... It's a new... Some new bumper has just oh, appeared. No, no. We'll save it's it. Got, you've got to have a tune for it. It's got to be Barry's. Barry's wow of the year. No, that's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's it. it just, no, it's just going to be you going. At the end of this year, yeah. we'll do bumpers for each of us and we'll all do our wow of the year. All right. Okay. All right. All right. And right now, it's her. <laughs> uh, fine. Well done to the Sculpting Wizard team because that's just incredible. Insta buys. Love them. Thank you. Can't wait to have them and own these models. Thank you very much. New game plans came out as well. Yes, the new game plans. New Obviously game plans ordered. Um, yeah. We need to get them. We all ordered them. I didn't even wait for the sale on that one. <laughs> Be interesting to see what's in them. Yeah. Really interesting. Well, hopefully we will be discussing it soon. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, 
Shall we move on to Matt's Tilt of the Week? Oh, all right. Let me just. Oh man, he's limbering up. Pro, uh, Shit, I'm going to preface real. this, or preface rather this, with that I'm going to talk about fluff. So John, I accept that you may zone out a little bit. I'm also going to be talking about Sherwin a fair bit because it's his the, the fluff is his baby. He created the Gilball universe, as far as I'm concerned. You know, he's created the stories that, I, that I've loved. So some of this might seem negative, but I just want to say, Sherwin, if you're listening, you know how much we love your work. We've had you on the podcast a couple of times, and we're big fans. Even John, to clarify, that was John doing a blowjob uh, miming. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll brown, I'll make my nose as brown as I want to. Thank you. <laughs> Even John huh? has loved the fluff or liked the fluff when he's had it read to him. Yep. <laughs> Beard's audio content has been fucking great. Yep, if he has to read it with his own eyes like some sort of fucking dweeb, he hates it. Yep. But if someone reads it to him in his bedtime story, he likes it. Exactly. Um, so, just understand that everything I'm about to say comes from a place of love. <laughs> No, I think it does. I think you're worrying unnecessarily. Maybe. And the more you're trying to justify it... Yeah, the more it sounds like this is going to be bad, which is not. So, my rant is, where the fuck has the fluff gone? (laughs) Probably would have heard it. (laughs) He's right. He's 100% right. Like, so, at the start of Guild Ball, I admit, like, I only really got into Guild Ball, like, two years after it was released. But at the start... The fluff, the the background, the world, the lore was integral, I feel. Yeah. Integral to the game. Yeah. And, and I think it was the, a to the rule books. And the rule books. You know, we had this lovely product. It told us how to play the game. We had nice pictures of models. We had all the stories intermixed. It was a lovely product. Rules were interspersed with stories. Uh, the players' profiles all came with a little yes, entry about who profiles. they were. So you understood... It was a profile. It wasn't their game profile. It was their personality profile. Yeah. You understood a little bit about who that person was. And it all made the game richer. And I think more people than you might realise were drawn into the game because of that world, those characters that Sherwin created. And I really feel very strongly that that has been left behind. And we are now looking more and more at a game system with some story elements. Because we didn't get a rule book this year, we didn't get the fluff we expected this year. Now, we had some stories, obviously, on uh, the website, but I don't feel that they were as comprehensive as we would have had normally. We didn't get player profiles, and we've had quite a lot of new players released since we used to have that. So we don't have that info. The season four background that we got felt like it wasn't enough. It it felt like it was a small offering and then it was almost immediately out of date because we had all these new releases come out. Mm. So almost immediately the fluff that we had or the background that we had felt dated, like it was old already. It's like, well, that's stuff we already really knew. Where's the new? And a good example of this is at Vengeance, not this year, last year. Yeah, it was last year. Um, we got told about the whole furnace dying with a sword for his chest, yada yada. We still don't have that story. And yeah. we don't. there's nothing on the horizon that's going to say, this is when you get that story. Because we're not 
They're not planning a physical... Well, they did talk about a physical rule book, didn't they? They talked about a law book as well. Yeah. We've talked to Sherwin about a compendium, a grimoire, I called it, <laughs> of all of the background and all, some new as well. Yeah. But yeah, technically, the only um, evidence that Furnace is dead, and that is why Cinder has shaved her head and gone on this vengeance quest... Yeah. The only evidence of that that exists is Sherwin talking on our podcast. Yeah, basically. It's not written in, it's not written in any story. It's not in any blog post. Yeah. It's the same with the Falconer's fluff. Falconer's the only fluff, yeah. real fla- Falconer's background, apart from... Um, no, I think it really is it. Yeah. I think the only Falconer's background we have is when we had Sherwin on the podcast again and we talked about the Falconer's. Yeah. And he told us a little bit about who they were. We've never had any fluff for them. The only Cook's background we have is the brief story about Wellington meeting Ox. Yep. The only Miner's background we have is the brief story about Ballista giving Fisher the tank over to the Miner's. Yeah, and brief is the... And, like, they're brilliant stories, don't get me wrong. I love them. But it's a page and a half, maybe two pages. And the thing is, when we've spoken to Sherwin about, you know, players, and he goes, oh, yeah... I remember there was one thing with Spade. It was a Steam Con. He was like, "Oh, Spade's this, Spade's that," and it's like, "Cool." So you know about it, but we don't. Yeah, can I, you? I, I don't have a player profile. Yeah. I don't have a story. I don't have anything that tells me that Spade's a badass. Can you write all this down, please, and then we can read it? Yeah. Right. So, the, what I think it is is, I said it is a lot there. Is it the reason? Hmm. I think this is becoming the case. Is Sherwin's role at Steamforge... And obviously I'm saying all this from the outside looking in. So what the fuck do I really know? This is just my... We know fuck nothing. It feels like Sherwin's role at Steamforge has become wider and more and more involved in game design. And even little bits of development, I think, from what I know. It's become more and more involved on that side. He's getting... And it's great for him. I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic at how, you know, it seems like he's absolutely taken off in Steamforged and is doing great things. You know, he was he was lead design on um, Resident. Red Resident Evil. And obviously he's really involved in Guild Ball. Um, I don't know how involved he was with um, Nino Kuni or... Um, God Tier. God Tier. Well, God Tier, we know he's involved in the background. Yeah, massively. We, if we want. But um, uh, what's the other one? Um, Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, SFG are taking off more and more in the number of products that they have. They're growing. Um, God tier, we have to assume, he's been writing a heck of a lot of background for. ready for this for narrative this, campaign mode. Na- well, narrative campaign. But also there's an imminent release of God tier. We're about to be given a new system. I have to imagine there's going to be a certain degree of background and lore, either in a rule book or in a blog post or something coming for that. I have to hope that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what gets me into games. Yeah. I love playing games competitively, particularly Guild Ball at least. But what drew me into Guild Ball and what made me love it and what gets me invested and excited to play is understanding who these players are and the world that they live in. I haven't had that injection of excitement and knowledge mm-hmm. about who these people are and what's going on with them at the moment in what feels like a year. Longer. If I'd not say. longer. Yeah. So... Just about to episode 15, the one where Sherwin fluffed us, is our episode that has Falconer's chat, chats on the new beginnings, bit on the navigators, and a bit of Smith's. But it's the it's the only place you can get Falconer's um, background. It's the only place you can tell, or that we learned, that the reason Icarus has wings is because unlike the rest of the Falconers who are actual, you know, 
falconers or you mm. know harriers and that sort of thing is that Icaros is an eccentric nobleman who wanted to become a bird. He wanted to fly. Yeah. So he's built his own set of wings and he's joined the Falconers Guild. He's given them money as backing so that he can join them and learn how to fly and study their birds and f- fly among them. Yeah. But Ep- the, the only reason we know that is because of that episode. Absolutely. Episode 25, Sherman Presents, featuring Roll Better. Uh, we had a lot of the fluff about um, like the newest rookies and stuff, but we touched on other things. Uh, for example, the notion that it's possible that Brisket's coming back to the butchers. Yeah, and like that Amber's father is in the Brewers. Yeah. Alright. Who's the traitor? <laughs> yeah. There's a traitor in the Brewers Guild. The reason that a third of the guild, it feels like, is dead or gone, in the case of Spigot, say. Yeah, yeah. There's a traitor in the Brewers Guild. You gave Stoker to the blacksmith to torture. And because, to get their help to defeat the rat catchers, Stoker screams with the last breath that Tapper hears from his lips, I'm not the traitor, that the traitor's still in your guild. And at this point, I don't think he really has a reason to lie because he knows he's not going anywhere. Sure. We don't know who that traitor is. When, and when are we going? And I need to know. I need to know how Corker became part of that, you know, joined the team and how he's getting along and what... You know, more about how he's reforming the team. How is Tapper saving and healing a team that has gone through so much pain? I agree with everything you've said. I just want stories. Who the fuck killed Furnace? What's Cinder actually doing about it? I'm still convinced it was half and I have no basis for that. I just think it was. Is Devana Athena? He must be. But we don't know that! I know we don't know that. I agree. When are Ox and Brisket finally going to be together? What's their... Isn't one old and one young, or are they... Well, Ox isn't that old. Oh, is he not? But there's like a romance going on there. I mean, it's no different to Friday and Spigot, I don't think. Okay. Because isn't Spigot like mid-30s and Friday's supposed to be like early 20s? I don't know. I don't know how old people are. You're looking at me as if I happen to have any input into the ages of characters that I don't know. I did. We we did say at the start that it was mostly going to be me ranting. Yeah, agreed. But, and but, you've delivered. But Ox job. and Brisket, there was a romance, burgeoning romance there. Yep. And there's that whole, you know, I've had to go, you know, Star-Crossed Lovers thing, I've had to go and join the Order, and they meet on that cliff. And it was such a beautiful scene that was created, and, and nothing's been done with it. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm, I am such a fluff monkey. No way. I know, right? The... <laughs> And I think there's a lot of people out there who are like me. Mm. Maybe not quite as loud and shrill as times. But there's a lot of people out there who love the background. And the background brings the game and the characters. You know, the little the little lumps of metal, plastic and resin that you're pushing around the tabletop. What brings them to life is the stories that Sherwin has created. The universe, the world that he has brought to life. Yeah. And that feels like that's been sidelined completely and I understand that they've got a huge amount of projects on the go at the moment they are growing really fast and they're desperately taking on people to to develop these games and get stuff out on time and they want to they want to bring stuff out on time and not have the issues that they've had for the last two years that has led to let's face it quite a lot of loss of faith in them at times and I understand that they want to get stuff right and they've got God tier this new big flagship game that's going to appeal to a wide audience they hope and there's probably lots of background being written by, for that by Sherwin. But 
Gilball was the game they made. Gilball was, for the longest time, Gilball was Steamforge mm-hmm. games. They were synonymous. It was all they had. It was their flagship. It was what created the company. And it feels like the more, as time has gone on, and we're getting towards what I can only assume in a few years will be the end of Gilball. It will have been completed. They'll have released everything they wanted to. The story will have been written as far as they're concerned. Mm. Give it two or three years, we'll probably be at that point. But until then, it's still the game that has brought most people to SFG's doorstep, and they're going to build. They're going to get sales in these games off the back of the people who play Guildball. Well, is it? So we talk a bit about fluff because we like it, mm. and I do listen to other podcasts, and they're ne- not necessarily as interested in that, which is which is fine. It's fair enough. But if that's indicative of the community. Does it really matter? It matters to us to, to clarify that. Like, if they release the law book tomorrow with a, pra- a player profile for every character, brilliant. But then the problem you'd have is if they released it next week and then they released the Shepherds the week after, if the Shepherds aren't in it, it's that defunct. And if we still don't have the... We don't know what the minor are for Masons or for Blacksmiths, you know... Does, so, does that mean we're going to wait and it'll be at the end? I don't mind if we don't get a book. Maybe just digital assets. Once a month, give me five pages okay. of yeah. a story. Fair. Or once every two weeks, give me two pages on a guild or a player. Let's have a player profile. Yeah. Or, if you don't want to write stuff, Rich has been doing amazingly with Tales of the Free Cities. Just keep doing that and let the story be verbal. Tell me the stories. I'll listen to them. Yeah, sure. I think whenever I've seen background get released, there's always a huge amount of hype from the community and there seems to be a lot of engagement with it. When we got the the uh, the Brewers Civil... Not the Brewers Civil War, sorry. The Brewers War with the Rat Catchers. When we had the player profiles for the Blacksmiths come out mm. over the weeks, there was a lot of excitement and hype and it seems to get people engaged and excited about playing the game. And the... Where we've had these problems with Gilbert, with provision of teams, delays with um, releases, I think they could do with drumming up some new hype for the game, even not even though even if it's not with new players, with the existing players, get mm. them excited to play. And for some people, not all, but for some people, background story does that. Mm. For me, certainly. Yeah, but we've we, we've talked about it a lot. We've talked to Sherwin about it that it does add a little something for us. Whereas a lot of the guilds, so blacksmiths seem to be an odd one in that they got character profiles on the blog and stuff. But other teams, for example, Falconers, uh, I don't think we had it for farmers really. I don't think we've had much. Oh no, they had, they had, uh, they just made the book. Season three book. Yeah, they just made the book. So blacksmiths didn't. But not Uh, all of them. Falconers, miners, uh, navigators. Cooks. We, we don't, we don't know anything about those players. And I want to know, when I put them down, I want that mini story going off in my head. How did Rivet become Yeah, they knew captains. Yeah. Where has she come from? What's her deal? How did Steeljaw come to the guild? How has she shaken shake things up? Because she's not like the other hunters. How is that, you know, more about how Edge and Scather are getting along? Mm. It, it's, I think the problem is we had the rule books. There was all of the stuff, like the stories and the player profiles in the rule books. 
they made the decision to not do a rule book so that when they change things, they can update it digitally. Da, da, da. That makes perfect sense. Fine by that. I'm fine with it. But it means we've missed out on a cycle of stories and player updates and fluff and uh, weaving of background. And I like the background of the games I play. I want to be immersed in that world. And I think it, it points back to this whole competitive thing about this is there's a difference between playing a game and there's a difference between competing at a game. And when you're doing the competitive thing on the clock, trying to win, do you really give a fuck if that player is that player's brother or if that player is a dick and doesn't like that player? I don't think most people, when we go to tournaments, care. But there has to be a lot of us that do. <laughs> Even some of the competitive players. I consider myself a competitive player. Okay. And while it might not make, may not make as much difference to me when I'm you know, playing hardcore at a tournament, when I'm playing at the club or when I'm looking at what teams I want to buy, the fluff is the first thing I think about. Okay. And maybe I'm maybe I'm in a massive minority. Maybe. But I think the fluff matters a bit, at least, to more people than SFG might realise. Quite possibly. And I think... And again, like I say, I don't blame Sherwin. He's the only guy that writes all this stuff. That's one mm. guy creating an entire universe. It's not like GW, who have a freaking massive team of writers who create these novels and stuff. It's This is all from one person's mind, effectively. So... Well, he, and I understand it in his head. We need it out. He's got all of these jobs to do. He's got all this work. He's on all these projects. That's brilliant. I understand it. I'm I, and you know more power to him for his career taking off, and he's getting all to do all this cool stuff. I mean, I say taking off. It might have been already taken off, and this is just you know. <laughs> don't don't go. That's fine. The point is, he's getting to do all this cool stuff, but he created a world that I loved and players and the characters that I was invested in. And now I don't get to hear anything more about them. And it's been a long time since we've had yeah. anything. So that's why I'm I'm getting a little bit uppity and saying, showing where am I? When can I learn more about these? We well, did we realistically? We had obviously the epilogues, and we had obviously we had the free cities draft story, which which is fine. It's own contained thing. It didn't. I don't think it's super added to the story, and I do think that the teams that have been released have had nothing. And we need stuff. Um, and like I said, this whole furnace thing, you know, when when's that happening? Where, when is the horizon of fluff? I don't know. We've not had an indication of is there going to be more or when. Like stuff like, oh, I don't know. Fucking, I think the thing about how Boar became a captain is again only Great on Great story. Surely wait, happen. Like that but, should be written as a whole. Yeah. Why is Ox allowing it? Why is Fillet allowing it? How has that affected the dynamic within the guild? Mm. There's so much for him and to it, tell. It obviously must be coming just because of the... You know when we... Oh, episode 25, when Sherwin took over. Our show. <laughs> type thing. Come on, it was. Us, Sherwin featuring us. Um, and he said about the brisket thing. That... And he was like... We went, wait, what? And he was like, oh, you'd have to see. It's kind of... That means it's coming... It's in his head. It's, it's not like he's given up on stories mm. or anything. But it would just be nice to know when we might get something. When we might get a tale. When we might get a player profile. When I might like learn why Fuse looks bonkers. <laughs> you know. Yeah, what happened to... Like, I want to hear some more about Fuse. What happened to his legs? <laughs> yeah. Why, why is he crazy now? Tell me the accident that happened. Yeah. 
Um, Nomad and Ballista are building uh, a, a Mechanica, and we haven't had it confirmed. Well, we think it was. I think, we think it was, but I, I, I thought bet, we semi-confirmed it was. I want to hear more about how these rookies are like more stories about the rookies in the guilds. Yeah, or more fluff well, about I, the whole. I want the, the teams just involved. I want the teams that have had nothing to have at least a player profile yeah. each. That's what I want first. So they're in a similar place to the other guilds. Yeah. Um. Because if you jumped on now and bought Cooks, if you were brand new tomorrow, bought Cooks, you're like, great, where, I really love Tabletop War Games and I love all the novels and I love this. Where can I go for this? You'd be like, here's, no, nowhere. Here's two pages about your captain getting shouty in a bar. Yeah, enjoy. It's a great story. It, don't get me wrong, it is a great story. But it's two pages and you don't know fucking nothing about the rest of the players in that guild. Yeah, I want... I just, Who is Cinnamon? Yeah. Two good pastries. Cheesecake. Like, who is Cinnamon? Why is Spice got Berserk? It does Pepper hate salt? Yeah. Give me uh, some stories about Roast in the kitchen licking his fingers or, or tasting everything as he cooks it. Did, have they all worked in Wetherspoons? Like, it just... I've got so many questions. And I know I got really animated and proper ranty there, but it, it genuinely means a lot to me. Yeah, it was that. It was the rule book that was the problem. We didn't get a rule book, so we didn't get stories. We didn't get profiles. Hmm. I've calmed down a little bit now. Cool. You've had your little rant. I've I've, I've got some of it off my chest. I think it's a fair one. In fact, why you're invested in the game? It's a shame if like not everyone is invested in the game for the same reasons. Mm. No, and I I'm invested in in it for a competitive reason as well. Guild Wars to me is a competitive game, and it's. And playing the game at a high level at tournaments and stuff is really important to me. Mm. I really enjoy it, and it's great. But that background is why I bought into the game in the first place. Yeah. And, it's, and it's what gets me to buy players. It's what gets, it's what gets me to buy new teams. I don't own all the, own all the teams. If you mm. make them cool and make them come alive for me, I'm way more likely to buy them. And I think new players who don't know anything about the game and might not be competitive will buy into it if you bring the players to life for them and make them want to play those characters. Tough to disagree. So there you go. I'll get, I'll get off the soapbox now and just say, Sherwin, please write more fluff. I desperately need it. Well, it sounds like he's got it. It's just, are they trying to decide the best way to release it? There's no bad way. Just fucking write it down <laughs> and put it up on the well, block. Well, is there a bad way? Because they can choose to monetize it. If it just goes on a blog, yes, there's an argument, as you've just quite uh, accurately made, saying if you release stuff and people get hyped for a team, they might buy the team. So that, that you could argue it's monetised in that fashion. Yeah. Uh, but is there going to be a way of monetising it in terms of buy this book? And then, as, as I said, it feels tough to do that if you released it now. Here's the be all and end all. And it's like, actually, there's another story coming in the next team. So do we wait for the other teams to at least be announced? Oh, so Steve was going to announce like a white library or something. <laughs> but if we knew, say if we knew what the guilds were still to come, which I think it is only two, isn't it? It's only Masons and Blacksmiths. Because we know Brewers is the Entertainers, we know Alks is Lamplighters, yeah. we know Farmers is the Shepherds. So it's just those two. So if we can announce those... And go, right, they're coming sometime next year. Don't worry about rules. and Don't worry about that. They're just coming next year. Here's your background on them. Here, yeah. Here's a player profile. Here's 
don't have to if we accept that we don't get the rules in the book because remember when when farmers got dropped and we didn't have thresher but you had the card and everyone was like well why the fuck am i playing grange because i've got thresher in the book no, what was what was brilliant was here's thresher this captain he's dead now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i mean at least it was a story though yeah so i don't care if i don't get he runs eight and shoots for frisson i don't care i but i want player profiles i want stories i want a book do we know anything about Corbelli, really, apart from he's... None. He was a really good captain. <laughs> I think he still is. But like, we always... But Honor's just Honor, the best captain. For all the new captains, for all the third wave captains, we've got almost no actual information on who they really are outside of... Yeah, like, and the, the podcasts that had uh, people on to discuss the new captains, Yeah, I don't feel particularly went... They didn't tilt towards fluff. It was very no, much... Generally, and understandably, people are more interested in the game mechanics and how they're going to work, which I get. But that's why they all sounded the fucking same, man. But to me... Yeah, and like if if to me... you know, If I'm the only one, or one of a very small minority who, to whom the fluff is this You important, are not the only one. Yeah, but if I'm part of a very small minority, then I have to accept, as much as it hurts, that I won't be getting the background I want. Yeah. But I was talking to Jace Fox late last night a lot. About from the Rookie Podcast? From the Rookie Podcast. It's an excellent podcast. You guys should listen to it. I was talking to him about the background. And we have the same... We're very like-minded in this, in that we have all of these questions and we've got no answers and it doesn't seem like any are going to be forthcoming soon. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And it's a real shame because it gets me so invested. And I mm. think it would get other people... And I think... I think it would get new players invested in the game. Mm. Once the teams are released, if you've got resin teams available for the major guilds again, if you can say, and this is who those guys are, I think that's what gets new players involved who don't care about the competitive yeah. side necessarily. I associate with that because I identify with that team because I like carrying pastries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want some fluff. Please show it. Please. I want a pastry. I've got biscuits. I ain't got no pastries. Yeah, we're eating some biscuits. I want player profiles first and foremost. For the teams that we don't have them for. I want to know what they're like, what their jam is. Strawberry. Shut up. <laughs> right. So I'll I'll stop there because I'm. I think it's a good point. I think it was well ma- well made. It was slightly ranterific. Ranty. It was it was a little bit over the top possibly but it it gets me animated this stuff yeah well let's hope that we get some soon yeah get off your phones boys I was, I was just loading up the questions oh fair enough I was hoping can we pause for a pee and a tea pause it a PT a bit of a <laughs> little PT bro hey lads I don't know why I'm doing that because you started it and then I got on board so we'll stop for a quick pee and a tea and then we'll come back for some questions yeah boy and we are back with tea. With new cups of tea. Um, and pee. Had pee. Yes. And breaking news. More breaking news that you'll actually want to hear this time. <laughs> we can confirm um, that new uh, vet velocity <coughs> and new pin vice were sculpted by Tom Lishman. Ah, oh, awesome. Big T. Big T. Well, a big tizzle. Yeah, T is smashing it. Um... 
I've actually bought a few of his sculpts that are not Gilball sculpts. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, is it Ro- Robot Rocket Miniatures he's done a few for? And they've just been just delightful, like sci-fi, like army girl type things. Just brilliant. Didn't even know they were a thing. Oh, yeah. I think it's really cool that, like, I think the Gil- the Gilball sculpting team is freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, R- yeah. Russ, Ben and Tom together, like, have got, there's some real talent in that crew. And I, I think... Part of my annoyance, I don't think that's the right word, but you know, part of my grumble grumble about why we haven't got the new sculpts is when you've got those guys. But they've got so many no, things to work I on. I know, I know, but when one considers how good Vet Velocity and Pinvice are. Why couldn't the whole team be like that? Yeah, and, and to be fair, in Engineers, they kind of are. I'll be honest, they, they are probably the prettiest team for me I really believe that they're just so nice which is why I bought them and I'm not saying that Masons are bad I am not saying that Alchemists are bad I'm not saying that Brewers are bad but the ones that didn't get changed like my mind like Midas come on mm. like when you think what these guys can do because I haven't had that Hulk sad <laughs> fair enough mm. I, I get that but yeah, so Tom was the guy who has probably sculpted my favourite Gibble model of all time. Mm-hmm. What on Big T? Uh, yeah. Can you pass me a bourbon, please, Barry? Yeah, man. I've got uh, rich teas and... No, no, no it's all about the bourbons, bro. All about the bourbons. All about the bourbon. I'm going in for some rich tea, and I'm going to try and fly quite close to the sun and dunk it in a hot cup of tea. I mean, good luck, mate. I will not be eating it loudly on air. You're taking your fucking life in your hands, bro, but whatever. Right, what are we on to next? Is it questions, Matthew? Yes, it is questions, <laughs> because both of them are stuffing their face. So, to the phones! Let's have a look. So I posted it up. Bop, 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 bop. So we do the one on the roll bit of page first, yeah? Thanks for the assist, John. I had a biscuit in my mouth. Sure, no problem. So, what have people commented on the roll bit of page, which is where the party is officially at? 22 comments. Wow, sir. Keen, aren't they? We're big news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with the person that posted first, because obviously they're the most keen. And it's definitely in order, not most relevant order. I've just changed it. So uh-huh. I put newest, I'm scrolling to the bottom. Oh, lovely. Oh, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> He's fucked it. Well, this is exciting, isn't it, though? It's gripping, gripping radio. Yeah, gripping, gripping. Gripping like... So, Andy McLelland... On a scale of one to selling your firstborn, how much do you need the new engineer sculpts? Um, well, quite evidently, I'd rather mine be at half price. So John hasn't triggered. I triggered absolutely instantly. The moment I saw them, Leodis posted, because weirdly they haven't actually been posted up by Steamforged. <laughs> as soon as Leodis posted, I was like... <laughs> and bought them. I think I might have made that noise in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bought the Brewers because I play Brewers a lot and they mean a lot to me, that team. Um, but Payday will be here in two weeks and I'll be buying the Engineers then. Right. And you will be buying them if they go on sale. Yep. Or if they're not on sale, buy Salute. I'm buying them at Salute. Okay. There we go. But yeah, as we've discussed, they're absolutely amazing. Or will I be buying them for you because you'll be at Vengeance? That is correct. Or Angel will, yeah. Yeah. 
So, on a scale of one to firstborn, um, none of us have kids, so I guess the scale is one. Well, no, because it's firstborn is the highest end, and Barry's bought them, so he has to be somewhere towards the top end. All right. He's just not thirty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, David Cameron. What are your thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, longings, daydreams? I've lost my trail of thought. What do you want from the new plot cards? Hmm. Oh, interesting. What do I want from the new plot cards? I want... I want changes at the top end. So it's not... I picked a seven windmill slam. <laughs> okay. okay. I feel at the moment when the cards are dished out, if you see both the sevens, you're in for a very, very good day at the office. Fair. Yeah, I want the the higher initiative cards to have less good effects. I mean, some of them don't already, but I want the lower initiative cards to have some cooler effects. And I just, I think I'm just excited for like a shake-up. Yeah, mixing it, mixing it up. For me, the it's a very simple answer. I want choices. Mm. When I'm looking at a hand, I don't want it to necessarily be. Oh, it's all, this is obviously this one because yeah. I haven't got anything else. That does anything. Or I'd like a lot more situational cards. Cards yeah. that you want to yeah. take for who you're playing against as opposed to the team that you're playing with. Okay. So at the moment, you take a lot of stuff that... Um, i trying to think of good examples. Everyone likes movement because it breaks stalemates. So the movement cards... Plus, effect, yeah, plus right? two, yeah, when you come so that, so that always helps. Um, given the extra movement to someone like Bolt, getting two instances of use out of it is always useful. Little things like that. I'd like to see more. I take this because I'm against X. I want to see an effect. Oh, I'm playing against that team. It'll be really good if I have this because they do X, Y, Z, and this is therefore good. Yeah, I like that as an idea. Oh, I'm playing into um, Blacksmiths. I really wish someone had anatomical precision. There you go. It's a card that gives someone anatomical precision. Exactly. Something like that. that. It really then helps out. And as well because I'm playing Navs and it would be useful. That would be cool. Um, Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I think it's. Not too much of an ask. No. All right. Cool. Bad. Anything else? Uh, let's, for me, like I said, just um, choices. Um, uh, I, I find that there's a couple of cards, and when I get them, that I play them. Like the plus two when you're coming back on. Yeah. It's just an all like auto take for me when I see it. The charge for one less auto take when I see it. Yep. Uh, but then, generally, I find that just the way my game's going, like, doesn't really matter. Sure. What I play, I'm playing like the lowest value one because the detriment, the, the there's not too much risk reward with it. Sure. And I like the idea that maybe we could get a bit more risk reward. Sure. So yeah, you might get a seven, but you're getting fucked. Or I'm so far behind. Butchers are just killing me. I've already got three or four dead players. Let's hope my one and my one initiative card because I can't win anyway is going to be amazing and it's like yay fun risk reward yeah I like that the only thing that does do though is if the game does swing where someone is dominating the game and like snowballs in if that happens mm-hmm. that you go I'm on 15 momentum I play my one that gives me great benefit yeah. I'm still going first bitch yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but that'll be fine 
Always balanced. Uh, before the next question, I made an error earlier when I said about Tom Lishman and uh, Rubble Rocket Miniatures. I do love Rubble Rocket Miniatures. He might have done something. The one I was referring to was actually the Nico Galaxy Miniatures. N-E-K-O Galaxy Miniatures. Oh, I do. You've shown me that before. Yeah. Yes, I have I seen his I bought his stuff. Soma Moon Ray uh, that Tom Scarpe did and it is... Your picture there. I do, yes, if you'd love to see. I'd love to see. It's a 75 mil. I have seen that and I do remember thinking that is a beautiful miniature. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom does a lot of stuff yeah. for like uh, the little independent guys, and it's or independent guys, not just little, and it's great. So Tom Nishman, go check out his stuff. The guys. reason I say it, I really like his models as well is I saw one of them painted that Euro modeler, and it was in the middle of a guy that just paints seventy-five mil scale stuff, and his stuff looked like it fitted with the big boys, like Black Sun miniatures and Michael Contaros. Hmm. So to be able to put your models that, that you've sculpted next to those guys. Fucking well done. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, I think Tom's really a bit special. Well to be fair, I do really do think he is. Think uh, sorry, fine. back to question. I just wanted to check. It wasn't no, 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 even though Robert Rocket miniatures are great, and I bought some stuff from them recently. Uh, it was the Nico yeah. Galaxy. Well done, your Nico Galaxy stuff has is up there with the big boys. So, our very own Ricardo Witos Bailey. Get well soon. Club yep. foot. Of all the new resin sculpts shown so far, what is your favourite slash most improved? Veteran Velocity. Pinwise. Veteran Velocity. Pinwise looks like an absolute... Yeah, we've just, yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah, I could coin flip on those. Yeah. But I mean, Veteran Velocity for me. Yeah. Veteran Velocity, but with the ones in the other box. Wait, so the ones in the other box were good. To clarify, we had... O Velocity and Colossus. Yeah. They but were cool, but they weren't groundbreaking. And Monkey, I loved Monkey. Hooper, fantastic. Hooper, super fantastic. Uh... I don't think there was anything in the Masons other than Monkey that was... Like, they were all nice because they all needed to be yeah. better. But not one of them made me go... Holy moly! It's uh, Veteran Velocity, then Hooper, then Pinvice. And the Ooh, Al or Pinvice, then Hooper, actually. And Alks just weren't that interesting. I actually still yeah. say I need to get the O-Cat in my hand because I actually did call for that very sculpt, so I kind of can't be a dick about it. I'm telling you, it's Big Titted Bob from Flight Club. I need, to, I need to get it in hand before I pop <laughs> my own butt. Unquestionably, vet velocity for me. Stephen Reynolds, as the game only has one inverted commas mission, what would you do to shake it up to keep people interested Ooh. who are becoming fatigued with the game alt formats, either existing or new that appeal to you? Interesting. So well, we had the alt formats and they've never really taken were, off because they were bad. So <clears throat> I don't I, think it needs to be shaken up with alternate formats. Um, the plot cards are going to be a great refresher for the game the, what needs to happen is I don't the negative play experiences that you spoke about earlier on when you were comparing the vet decimate thing those are the bits that went that need changing in order to shake up the game so hot fixes to strategies that are low risk need to change to shake up the game in my opinion so for example if you're playing with uh, football teams a lot and you're playing like if I if I say high variance games where you are taking risks the game doesn't need to be shaken up because it's fun and it's different and all of the games are going to be different if you went to a tournament X-Wing's a good example of it and I always use this when the IG's came out the game became boring <laughs> because everyone had the same thing and it was boring we're not at that stage with Guild Ball yet. There are a few people that are playing similar 
sixes and they drop at the cert like similar times. But I don't think. But I don't it's think not it's in the same. It's not in the same way. No, it's not in the same way. You don't go to a tournament, see twenty four people, and expect to see twelve brewers playing corker in the corner. Like you might see a couple of brewers, but not all of them are going to be doing that, and not all of it happens all the time. So it's not the same. Shaken up. Mm, I still think the mission's fine. I and think that's coming from the person that's not playing. That's like, like I think the way you're saying that is like as if saying, um, "Oh, football's been the same for a very long time. How are we going to change that up?" Mm. You don't. It, what's what makes Guild Ball interesting and dynamic isn't that the mission changes. It's the matchup between the players, between the teams changes, and it's the tactics you use in the game. And the game is constantly evolving. New tactics and the strength, the relative strengths of teams are constantly in flux, which I think is brilliant. Um, so I actually don't think that needs to shake up. I mean, the alt formats exist. You can play them. You can use the alternate deployment if you really wanted to. You can bring in uh, rookie leagues using the actual rookie rookie players, like rookie Cena, rookie Mash, rookie Salvo, all those ones. That's fine if you want to play some of that. You can do a little rookie league or have like a one-day rookie event like I've discussed. But I think, yeah, what shakes up the game is tweaks to change or remove um, strategies that don't fit with how they want Guild to be played, like, you know, super standoff play, if they want to reduce that. If SFG want to reduce that, rather, you can you can look at changing things. I don't actually think... I think if people are getting disenfranchised with the game, it's due to availability of models more than it is to do with the actual game itself stagnating. Like a scantily clad Miley Cyrus swinging on a wrecking ball, I'm coming in to explode that. Okay. It was a hell of a metaphor. Guild Ball Street Edition. <sighs> we have often said how back in the day you could bounce balls off of walls and shit. And it was mob football played in a town. I want an officially sanctioned, endorsed, Steamforge created City Ball <laughs> edition. So it's three on three, like, like like when they did FIFA Street. You could have three on three. <laughs> I don't, no. I don't, I don't oh, care if it's six. No. <laughs> I don't care if it's six players. It could be less players. I quite like that idea, actually. But I want a bridge over a river. I want alleyways. I want, Boxes. as I've said, scum hiding under the bed in the pub where you've got to go up the, the pub. It's not Cluedo. <laughs> you, it's that's not the same joke either. That's the same joke you made last time. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's the same joke. Oh, shit, I've become ridiculous. Because I think I said scum in the under the bed with the ball in the corner and I think you said that. But, like, on a... I want to play it, like, on... What's I saying? Like, on a Mordheim type team. Mord, yeah, yeah. Mordheim yeah. Type We've table. said this about the club. We've yeah. got a very good story. I would love an officially sanctioned... Because when he said mission, I was like, oh, yeah... Think of it like missions. I don't think you could really do like you've got to hold the ball in the middle of the pitch for two turns. It's, I don't think no, you could do it that. It doesn't need that. No. But the idea that I could have a goal in the village square and then the ball's here and you've got to run around this. I quite like that. It would be bonkers, but you could kick the ball off of that and rebound it to that player and this player's in the alleyway or they're up the stairs or you've got to run over the river. Well, obviously that's rough ground and... If you go for the bridge, it's fast ground. The, the, I feel there's something in that. But just doing it, it does homebrew... Feel like it, the, just the description of it feels a lot more of a community edition of something than mm. it does an official sanction version. The all versions I mean, haven't give really... Give a trick value number and you roll that many dice yeah. and you have to roll a poker style of dice. If you get a straight, you get to minus one dice someone. Something like, you know, you get weird, sure. you get weird shit. But when we've done the alt but ones... Community. 
they've not taken off because they're not official. Because it's not officially sanctioned. A lot of people, a lot of people like homebrew and things like that, but when it is not official, a lot of people reject it it's out of hand. Mm. Um, and I think quite a few people didn't in fully engage with the alt deployments because it just felt a bit like, mm, a bit silly. Like, why are we doing it? It's never going to get into the game. Why? Right. If they'd said... This is an alt version of the game that's officially sanctioned. And you're not just testing it; it's a thing. But I think people would have played it. Maybe, but they I, they weren't super up my street. But if we're going to go full bonkers, I want six, Guild Ball Street Edition. Street Ball sounds good. There you go. That's that. Yeah, there you go. That would refresh the game. Hmm. And I'd it's not it. it's not necessarily your your officially tournament edition. It's not your sanctioned edition, but it is a fully endorsed, supported. Edition. They could bring out terrain pack for it. Yeah. Or just say you know play it with any any um, sort of fantasy style house terrain. Like you, mm. you get loads of shit like more time or. Um... Art of War make me a protractor. <laughs> yeah. I'd really like to say alternate models, but I don't want to wait that long. It hmm. would be even like new players because it would be it wouldn't be people who are parts of the guild because street ball would be like fucking street urchins playing it. Imagine if they released the. Before it burned down, Brewer Pub as a as a terrain pack. seamstress. I'd buy that for a dollar. I mean, it'd probably be more than a dollar unless it was made out of like I don't know chicken wire the robot newspaper. Thing. Agreed. I'd buy yeah, I know. I'd buy that for a dollar. But yeah, that's my answer to the question. Good answer. Second question from Stephen: If the next community event was adopt a mascot. What would you like to see? I would like to direct Stephen to our <laughs> yeah. previous episode where we discussed the Free City Zoo. Yeah. Free City's Petting Zoo. Pet shop, yeah. And I, we came up with a load of... Someone put this post up a while ago on Gubs, didn't they? And I answered. And I was quite... I was very happy with my answers. I was so happy, in fact, that I've forgotten it completely. <laughs> but... So if I... Whatever I say now will probably be different to what I posted then. Even though what I posted then, I was, like, very confident. We had... From what I remember, Dan wants a penguin. A, no, Dan wants a peacock, a, an armoured peacock for the Masons. Right. Uh, I said I want a walrus for the fishermen. I want a fifty mil walrus. Okay. Uh, butcher's vulture. Yeah, I said vulture. I had a nice carrion. sort of big. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find Highland it Highland cow for the farmers. Big okay. cow. Um, what else did we have? There was there was a load of different things. But what would you like to see? We discussed it on a previous episode and I can't remember all of it now. Okay. I like the idea of Tusker. Like, now you said it, like a little walrus. Yeah. I'm going with a Tusker. I found the post. What would you like, Baz? I found the post. I'm now looking at the post to see what I said. Alright. Because I'm pretty sure I was on point. I'm worried now that I'm misremembering and I was... I think I wanted to give the... um, Hunters a bird of some kind, similar to Frelsey. Right. Fair enough. This was my hot takes. A bat for the morticians. Yes. And this was my hot takes back in... Like the old fell bats. It was 11 weeks ago. Okay. Okay. They're maybe not as strong as I recall. Um, Alks. Hummingbird. Okay. Hummingbird. Little thing. But could maybe buzz around me real quick and nimble. What about just a swarm of bees that poisons you? Okay. Oh no, I'm just thinking. Anyway, go. Uh, Engineers, I had a mechanical owl. That seems quite low-hanging fruit, but I'm still on board with it. Hmm. That's interesting, though. Mortician's bat. 
Yeah. Farmers, I had stag beetle. They're tiny. Uh, it would be a big armoured one. Why like a small armored? size of a small dog. Why, why would it be armoured? No, armoured as in natural armour. Oh, as in an exoskeleton. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just like that. Stag beetles are tough. He's allowed whatever he wants. Yeah, man, I yeah want. it's his, his ideas. Hunters, stag. Oh, an actual stag. An actual stag. Oh, I do quite like that. Yes, are you on the horns of a dilemma there? Trying to decide if you want one. You've got, you've got, you've got a point. <laughs> I can eight point stag. Yeah. John. John. Jesus Christ. John, like the points of a stag's horns, John. Yep. He can't reindeer us in. <laughs> we just can't be stopped. Oh. Um, we'll, no. <laughs> we'll get... We'll get to the hoof of the matter. I don't, I don't know. Should we stop? Butchers, I said vulture. Yeah. Fish, I said penguin. Penguin's cool. It's no walrus, though, is it? Masons, leopard. Interesting. But in the way that... I actually got it wrong. I'm going to change that. But you know how, like, three lions on your show are actually leopards? So in a lot of heraldry oh, leopards, and yeah. statues, it was lions, but actually they were leopards. Uh, I thought of that. That's Would it be rampant or couchant? Rampant. Mm. Um, <laughs> brewers, I put kangaroo. Because <laughs> they fucking punch people. <laughs> I fucking love it. Well, just a very, they're just very yeah. rowdy animals, aren't they? Yeah. Kangaroo. Uh, the, the fish penguin I still think is strong, but um, brewers kangaroo, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not one I'd consider, but I do quite like it. <laughs> so those were my answers. I don't know how much they've changed. <laughs> That's some cool ones in there, but yeah, I'd like a um, I'd like a sort of free cities petting zoo where there's an, there's how many girls have we got now? Apparently, I left of... union off because mm-hmm. they're because they're getting veteran greed, which kind of has a mess. Yeah, going. maybe. But for like all the major guilds who have three captains now, let's get them a third mascot. Third next fox. Me, next year, twenty twenty one, we can have one. There you go. I've always wanted a fox. Could be nice I like hunters. foxes. I could see a sly fox in um, Union. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. They're quite vulpine. I want mm. a mechanical panda for engineers. Don't know why. Like a big fuck off, cuddly one. No, I just went Tekken three. Yeah, yeah. I just want panda, but now I kind of want king. Yeah. One king had the armor bit on his head. Armor king. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. That's me. Yeah. I like that. So, next question up. Stephen again. Jeez, oh, he likes his questions. questions. He's on the questions, isn't he? I don't know, has he got any more? No, that's it. Alright, so Stephen. Which mascot should be first to go veteran? Who would it be and what would they do? Edit. Salt does not count. Let's all continue to appreciate a cool alt model, but a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's listened to me. He knows. Strong. Uh... Go on, Matt. Veteran Quaff. The fire marshal. Because he saved Friday from the blazing building. Okay. Give him a fireman's hat. And he's got like a little hose around his uh, in his mouth rather than his little St. Bernard's flask. <laughs> no, but I do I do think veteran <laughs> I do think veteran quaff. Because okay. he's had an actual important moment in the story where he saved someone from a burning building. Because yeah, no one else has had a story yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. But I really think <laughs> Or you could have, in inverted commas, veteran scum, and it's the new orange cat that Flea had when Tapper turned up to pick up Flea from the Free Cities draft. There was another orange tabby, and Tapper has this moment, it's like, oh yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. 
Because you know, I assumed that was the what was going to be on Flea's base. I do like Tick, though. I call him Tick. I don't know if he has a name. Oh, we, should, we should ask Sherman if he's got a name. We should have asked him. Mm. Damn it. What would I like? But I quite like Veteran Quaff because of how I would like him. He's a good boy. Vet- veteran, we're assuming that it's just like after a couple of seasons that they've progressed, right? Yeah, after something cool has happened. I like the idea of like an upgraded Farhard <laughs> just because the model could be cool. Yeah, I can see that. Farhard getting bigger and angrier. You want a swole cat. Yeah. And then the hunters are then mm. rocking around with a bear and a beastie cat. He's not even saying that it's not beastie now, but... What about like an upgraded mother called the bitch? Wow, steady answer. Now, do we think... Or the, no, the mother-in-law. <laughs> it's just this upgraded. Now she's got nine legs and she's looked like full-on massive, spindly, terrifying Black Widow size. Pinvice has gone, we can make that scary as balls. Let's make it. Like, come on. It's clever. That could be quite cool. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's tough, isn't it? Because I don't think they could change it. Would they change Guild? You can do Some that people if you have want. Done. Players have. Why can't you? Must you? Well, what do you want? Oh, I don't know. By all means, create more dead air. <laughs> I am not sure. You ask that question. Is I thought you just genuinely had one that was well, like, no, "This I is what I want." Part the part of me that's it's not game related; it's more model related. That's so, the only reason I went for cool cat veteran flask. Cool cat. If he could be built upon and engineered more, so he was bigger and like a more lethally robot. <laughs> Think C three PO in a um, <laughs> in like a butler's uniform. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so. that would, would be you quite for your tea now. I think that. The other, yeah, it's tough. I don't know who. I mean, it would have to be maybe what's her name, Princess, because she feels like she's if in the guild she's used a lot. Yeah, but I don't think she's been really mentioned in the fluff at all much. I like the idea of. Yeah, this is a hard question. I don't. I mean, know. By all means, say you don't have an idea, and we can move on. I don't, I never give up. Never surrender. I'm yep. saying flask. Fletcher flask. I've there you go. Okay, C3PO just as a butler. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying quaff. And mine was Farhard. Yeah. Because I think Farhard could be a cool. Mine, mine's purely based on model. And I think Farhard would be a cool model to upgrade. I'm also going to reiterate I think mother in law could really fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Simon King on. Oh, as in our, our new, he's a new Spartan, isn't new he? Spartan. Relative yeah. to new Spartan. Um, with some nicely painted farms, actually. Yes, he's been painting the free um, seats draft models as well. I've only saw his farms. Mm, he's been his honor <laughs> that broke off the base. Honor or amber yeah. broke off the base, and it was, it was a really fucking nice model. If SFG produced a free cities World Cup, who would you want as each nation's captain? Who do you think they would? If it's different. Oh, is it? So they already do. He might not know. They have. We yeah, have the Homelands Cup, mm. where everyone plays for their nation. It's na- it's national teams rather than. Mm. So that already is. So Simon, if you're listening, that already is a format. There's a format called the Homelands Cup, 
where models play for teams dependent on their nationality, which is at the bottom of their cards. Um, so there is Castellian, Valentian, Fijian, uh, Raidlanders, Moldish, uh, Iskirian, Ethranian. Uh, I'm missing someone. We there's, need Dan. He's pretty good at knowing the, the Indar, captains. There's the Numasai, uh, mm. Soltarish are all All I remember nations. is the Iskiri wolves, mainly because I wanted yeah. the models out of them, and that was it. I wonder if that is the most limited edition SFG release ever. Because I don't think many people bought them. Mm. So, Simon, I recommend you go on YouTube and uh, look at SFG's YouTube channel and um, search up last year's Homelands Cup because they did, uh, SFG did a uh, Homelands Cup um, set of videos. Uh, and, it's, yeah, it was quite a lot of fun. So, I really recommend going and watching those. When we served one of the videos, it was Ed versus Jamie. There was about a 15-minute laughing fit where Ed was just being hilarious and it was Giblin and... Oh, I can't remember the other Gav. name. Gav. They were in fits of laughter for... It said something and no one could stop laughing. Yeah, that's all right. There's also a brilliant bit where Sam Page, a uh, friend of the show, Sleepy Sam, was playing and he discovered a plot card that only existed for Sam and only during the span of that game that gave someone plus one damage. Because he got he read a plot card wrong and no one called him on it and he just played a whole turn with someone having plus one damage from a plot card. <laughs> and everyone who watched the video was just like, um... What the uh, what the fuck was was that? <laughs> you played with your own block on there. Sam was just like, no, I just got it wrong, and no one stopped me. <laughs> well, I'm assuming he was like looking at the plus one tack and was like, no, fuck it, it's damage. yeah, it's plus one damage. He made, he gave someone tooled up with a plot card, and no one, no one, none of the other guys who'd made the game went, oh, that's not Sam. Sorry, that's not actually a thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Next question, mm. Beige McDuck. What guy? So to clarify, before we started recording, John saw that name and then laughed for ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he's a brilliant guy. Beige is actually, he's actually messaged us a couple of times and contributed, so thank you. What a guy. What a name. <laughs> um, if you were to make a player or mascot from each of your guilds, veteran or seasoned, who would it be and why? As much as I would love to hear fluff reason, I know you don't all follow the fluff. You're right, you don't. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, Rita, again, so a, a player from our guild. If you were to make a player... From each of your guilds into a veteran or seasoned, who would it be and why? It can be a fluff reason, it can be a model reason, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay. Well, what's our guilds at the moment? Well, at the moment, I'm playing Navs. Yeah. I wouldn't change any of them because they're just really fun and they're quite fresh and new for me. But if I was going to go back, I would want for coolness a seasoned ballista because he's my boy, but I don't like him at the moment. Wouldn't it be veteran, veteran. ballista? Veteran Ballista. Yes, sorry. Yes. Veteran Ballista or Veteran Hoist. Because we've spoke about Hoist. Hoist could be a multitude of things. We've talked about yeah. C- uh, Veteran Hoist who's become sentient. Yeah, there's and so many different things we've spoke about with Hoist. But that's mine, Hoist. Yeah. Hoist or Ballista. True innovation, not true replication. Ooh. That's my idea. Yeah, I've told you guys this before. He has a similar thing to, you know, where you can choose a form at the start, mm. like Alloy or Nomad. He has something like that, but it's called True Innovation, because it's now he's coming up with ideas because he's fucking sentient. He's not copying what he's seen. He's now, he's got his own ideas. Mm. I just want to reiterate that at the fir- the second uh, SteamCon uh, Design of Veteran seminar, that was my idea, and it was steamrolled over in favour of Veteran Honor. Wasn't that Andrew from Single Out just went, F you, I want to do what I want? I think it was just, we had our group hadn't decided on anything 
like fully. I think quite a lot of people were quite interested in the um, thing I did, but I didn't say it initially, and he just went, yeah, honour. And then everyone, but to be fair to him, everyone else got on board with honour, so other people wanted it. So what you're telling me is I could have had a veteran hoist? You could have had a veteran hoist, because that was, I, I had this idea two and a half, three years ago, whenever that was, probably three or four years ago now, actually. Bastards. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> who would you make, Baz? I'm trying to decide who my guild is right now. Um, I kind of, even though I'm about to play Angelus, I kind of have it because John just had it. Yeah. I think I, and I'm playing a bit of Alex, but I think I still have to say that Blacksmiths are my guild. Right okay. Now. So, we don't have, we only have one veteran player, which is Cinder, and I don't feel she's... Yeah, but why is she veteran, Mary? <laughs> well, quite. If only there was a story <laughs> to tell us. Um, yeah. She's just got a spear now and no one knows why. She can't be seasoned because it doesn't make any sense right now. So, and if, I don't know, can I make, it's an, an interesting one, because if you, I was going to say if you make one veteran, it doesn't have to be a master, but Cinder's not a master. Mm-mm. Um, Who would it be that would be interesting? What about veteran Sledge and he gets a two-inch melee? <laughs> Rip too soon. <laughs> Rip too soon. Um, I think... I would quite like to see a veteran alloy mm-hmm. where he is no longer half slave. Is he a jailer? Is he a bodyguard? Well, we don't yeah. know what he is. All right, let me rephrase. I would like a veteran alloy that is no longer bound to half. Um, he could be indeed with another master that maybe has been released. I don't know. Let's say Blaze. Oh, why do we get Blaze? I know. I'm um, so up for Blaze. But yeah, I think Alloy. He seems. I actually still play Alloy, but I know a lot of people don't have Germans any. Germans do apparently. Oh really? No, no, no. Is it in twelve? But um, yeah, I think I'd go veteran Alloy. But how would he be different? I think. Okay, let's push this. At the minute, he's kind of ninja Viking. So can we push that a bit more? Like he's learned from half. He has more. He's not light and nimble as he was before. He's got more kit on him, more Bolts weapons. Bolts yeah. out of it. Yeah. Turns up as a hef- as a hefty rather than a. Yeah. I quite like that. And I think you could do so much with that style of model. Yeah, agreed. All of mine are based on aesthetics of what I want to look cool, and I think Alloy could be changed to look so cool. Unless half. And we say half dies, and he gets all her stuff, and he wears her stuff, but he's not like crouched over, he just gets hencher. He, he starts the lift, goes to the gym. Doesn't puts, skip leg, leg day. Puts in the time. Turns out like the rock. Dwayne the Alloy Johnson. Okay, cool, that's my answer. Cool. I it's like not it. a great one, but I'm going with it. No, I think it's fine, man. It's your story. Oh, you've got a story about the rock, remind me afterwards. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, Is it not for the listeners? No. Oh, mine was uh, we've discussed it before. It's uh, veteran Esther's in Valkyrie mode. Yeah. So she's she's thinner. She's a bit ashen and hollow faced. She's got that distraught, haunted look. Haunted look. Yeah, because she's lost Mash. She's she's just looking to fuck up as many rat catches as she can before she dies. She's full on Valkyrie mode. She's got like a big fucking axe. Okay. And she's got um, a more aggressive looking helmet. So the short, the horns are more vertical. Top face, because she have that face mask, like Viking style, like kind of like Stoker, but all metal. And... No, I, I want to be able to see her face. 
Okay. But I want like a snarling death mask. Like I want to see the hatred and pain on her face. In that, that way, is it axed what you want to go in? Wouldn't it be kind of like Morning Star vibe? She wants to fuck things up rather than kill it quick. I'm more thinking of adding to the the. the Don't um, they have spears? The Valkyries. The Valkyries. I think they have swords. A variety of weapons, yeah, probably. They? I don't know, but I just think a battle axe really because she's an old battle axe. Like I, I quite like that okay, old that sort of. But yeah, well, normally, the, normally Valkyries they look like if it's uh, from all images and stuff that I've seen and, and games I played. Normally, like the light, nimble wing spear wielders sort of thing but as you're right like big heifer but ain't gonna want a spear I think she's gonna have a massive two handed battle axe something huge or frankly I'd be fine with like um, like a I don't know I, I, I want something like that I want her like either swinging it in a huge arc or like holding it above her in like a screech like she t- she goes from the beautiful operatic aria to a banshee's howl. Ooh, I like that. Like, well done. like she's got fear. He, he sold me on that well shit like that. She's got fear. She's got she's got something akin to the old intimidating roar from Cena. Loses resilience, gains fear. Yeah, like she's not resilient anymore, but she might she might get something like um, well, fear's a great shout. She yeah. might get something stupid, like have a reduced health pool massively, but she gets like something akin to Ebb's rule. Where she can't take that much damage from hits because she's not fucking, she's not paying attention to her getting stabbed. She's just coming for you. You can cut her. She's not noticing. She is so intent on destroying all these rat catchers. I like that. Uh, yeah, I've sold. Well done. Interestingly, Beige's um, comment under his own comment. I personally would like to see a veteran Esther's, who's also go. a play down for entertainers. Ah, oh, see, I wouldn't have her as a playdown for entertainers because in my mind, she's broken. She's a shadow of who she was. She's the, the loss of Mash has really hurt her. I think Hooper and Friday will, or should be the, the crossovers for the entertainers. We know who we don't know the other one yet, do we? No, but I'm. I, I'd like it to be. I mean, before we lost um, Stoker to the um, blacksmith, I thought it would be because when we didn't know the the entertainers were just actors, I was thinking. Fine, and uh, Sherman said he doesn't like the idea. That's fair enough. But um, <laughs> I was thinking Firebree the Stoker, Knife Thrower, Friday, because those are both like... Circusy. So almost circusy acts. I still think the entertainers shouldn't have just been actors. They should have been a variety of different... I wanted a bard. I wanted a singer. I wanted... Like the circus... Like the entertainers, like you want them to be the strong man. You want them to be... But showing that to be su- theme con and said specifically he didn't want that. Did yeah, he? but I don't, oh, really? mean, I don't mean circus acts. I mean, I want a bard. That's an entertainer. I want a fucking stagehand. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> I want. Then I wanted some actors. I want like mummers. Um, what else was I thinking? Uh, like a, I don't know, like like a like a juggler, like a jester. The fool has to be, has to be, and he's got a little like Midas. Anyway, <laughs> next question. I'm really, I really like. Okay. But it's because I already had an answer for it when he posted it up. But I think it's going to be irrelevant to about 95% of the podcast. Okay. So it's fine. I don't care. Matthias Jacobson, or Jakobsen, Swedish. I'm guessing Jakobsen then. Yep. If the dogs in the shepherd's box count as one model, a la A&G, what would you like to see as flavourful mechanisms? Ooh, good question. So, in a game that I used to play called Heroes of New Earth, there was a character called Gemini. This is a computer game? Yep. That was a dog. It was a, well, like a wolf. 
And part of the ability of this dog is as you progress through, when you got to a certain level, the dog could split. And the dog became fire and ice. And originally the dog had the like, power of both, but it wasn't as strong as the individual boom boom. So you could control it as one, where effectively it just used to split and become two little two little pups. Or you could have Gemini as the thing. So I would like to see the ability to be able to split a model. Like AMG has a big guy and a little guy, and the power of them is exactly the same. I would like to see it where if the dogs are one, they have a larger stat line, and if they split, they literally split. Okay. Very hmm. near on impossible to do on a tabletop game, I don't care, but that's my answer. Yeah, cool. Hmm. I like that. Some cool ideas. John. When we spoke about them He's before a love emoji on his comment for that. <laughs> when I spoke about them before, hmm. I said I wanted them toward hook, hook and crook. As in by hook and by, by crook. crook. Yeah. Which I like. And I think I talked about like herding. Um so therefore it's pushing, it's uh whatever squeak's got. When it's like, oh, are you that? And they jog over there. But it might be, instead of do that, they jog to there. They jog to that other model. So if Hook goes blibbly blob, it has to jog to Crook. So okay. you could set up, right, that model goes this way, this model goes this way, and then I'm setting up that to come into that so I can control it that way. So I'd like interact. I mean, if they are splitting like that, interaction between them is a must. But I don't necessarily want it to be like damage or tack or things like that. I think m movement, I quite like to, to fit with the herding. So when we discussed it, this is exactly what I was discussing as well. I wanted them to have, like, their playbook is mostly pushes. They yeah. have things like Dreadful Shriek or Intimidating Shout, but it's like, I know it's Intimidating Bork. Um, <laughs> I quite like the idea of a get over there. Okay. So not get over here. Get over there. Makes a dodge. So when Away the, from you. So the dogs, if they start within, say, four inches of one of the shepherds, they get to make a two or a four-inch dodge each. If they're, if they're a dual Yeah, animation. who would control them? It feels like the captain might be the controller of... Yeah. But then if it's a controller, it's mascots. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Interesting. But, but I mean, th they can still be linked to them, not necessarily controlling them. Yes, true, true, true. Um, and yeah, I, like, I want lots of pushes. I don't really want much damage. I want them to push, to, to force people to move. Because they said, they, if I, am, I, am I correct in saying that they said farm shepherds were going to be like farmers but a bit more football -y. Yes, so much Resilient more and damaging but more football -y. I think they're much more football -y, less damaging. So I, my guess is that you'll have like Ram will be good at putting people on their arse and maybe doing a bit of damage. And obviously you have battering ram. If it doesn't if, then... If it doesn't have battering ram... What the fuck? I want battering ram and I want um, powerful charge like sledge. Um, Yeah, so I have to... I, I, yeah, I want the dogs to be two separate models that activate together as one activation. So you move both of them in there. I don't know, maybe that doesn't quite work. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Because you can't really activate two models at once because they've got you've got to move and then attack with one and then you've got to move and attack with the other and then they're not really activating together. So I think it would be more like ANG. An ANG dual activation. Well, they're additional activation each, but they have link, lots of links together. I don't maybe they even have linked. Well, I, I want them to have to be apart. So, if this model starts over four or six away from X model, it gets X. I get what you mean. But so, they're circling and, like, they're, a, they're away from the pack and, like... 
I get that a bit. I think... I don't know if I like that too much. I'm okay with that. But fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. There you go. I like that question. Good question. Good one, Matthias. Next question is... Actually, and I'm going to Sweden next year. Fuck yeah. So, Singled Out Podcast. They ask us, what are your opinions about the lack of SteamCon and Free Cities draft that would normally be this year about now? Mm. I think this ties in to my fluff. Yeah. See, where I don't care about the release of all the fluff, the one thing that I said when you were talking about it when we were making tea was Mm. I find that Gilball has two parts of the year that we look forward to this isn't talking community, this is talking us as a club yep. specifically. We do a lot in the year start. Um, our year start gaming-wise is a lot centred around Salute, I think, personally. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, for the last three years for me, has been centred around SteamCon. Yeah. So when we come out of SteamCon, there is a massive hype about what's going to be coming out and we look forward to everything. And then all the new toys get released and we buy all the new toys at Salute. And then, not too long after Salute, generally, we start getting the, ooh, SteamCon's coming, and there's all the hype building up to it about what new stuff we're going to see, not so much to buy, and all the shit we're going to play, and etc, etc. Well, this year, with no SteamCon, and with lack of hype, I feel the game has just gone very quiet and stale. That ties in very much with your fluff, because it might be the fluff that's creating the excitement that I pay attention to. Some of it. But... I don't pay attention to the content that is released, but I pay attention to the hype massively. And there's just none. I think it's just because there's so much focus on their other games at the moment. It, from them internally, not from... Yeah, but because there's not the an outside. event to be centred around, there is no hype for any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Guild uh, Ball still made more hype last year in the build-up to SteamCon than God Tier has getting delivered to my house. When God Tier arrives at my house, it's at my house, I'm still at my house playing God Tier. I'm not building up to a three-day event where I'm going to see everyone around the country that shares the same passion as me about a game Yeah. that I'm going to be able to have a drink with, catch up with, chill out with, and chat to. I mean, you could even deliver my Dark Souls Kickstarter pledge. but Well, that is starting to happen, isn't it? Wave, so it has happened. People are saying... People, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, that's, way, that's the wave of the expansions that people have purchased. I'm still talking about the Kickstarter that it's now surely dwindling that we may never see it. The oh, right. people that kicked the original game, all of the stretch goals are just a non-existent conversation anymore, really. When you back to the original game, the stretch goals that we were told we would get, no one's even talking about anymore. Oh, I misunderstood. There is a mass amount. Oh, I when... thought they were done. No. We all got the box. We all got the game. But all of the stretch goals wave are th- massive Wave amount. 3 stuff, people were saying, hey, it's starting to arrive. And I thought that was what you were missing. Yeah, that's No, 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 no. So this is... a. Uh, we're off topic, but keep going. Yeah, so me, as a person who backed Dark Souls... I, backed, I didn't back it. I backed Dark Souls, and I think I could load mine up, actually. I should have received the box game. Did. Great game. Played it, actually, not last week, week before. Um, no, I can't find my thing. Um, but the stretch goals that we signed up to, there was fucking loads. Because it was one of their first games, and it went over by an obscene amount. And I think they put so many stretch goals out that they were like... We'll give this, if we get this, we'll give this, if we get this. Effectively, everything that was in the game, they started to make models for. Mm. So, at the moment in the game, all of the chests are little card cutouts, if that's where the chest goes. We're meant to have models for that now. 
You went to have there was so many stretch goals that just weren't delivered on. But I can understand they're trying to get the stuff that people paid for the extras first because those models are being made. So the dragons that are coming out and the new waves and stuff, cool, sorting that out, well done, well done, well done. But you still haven't delivered on the stretch goals, which every single person that you're delivering to is also waiting on, as well as the people that just backed your game. Mm. So I just backed their game and all of the stretch goals. Because their stretch goals, they inc- in my opinion, they incorrectly did for free. Mm. But that's the that's the, but, the jokey gripe that you've got with it. Right, right. My 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 point about God tier turning up is even when the game does turn up, even if you give me everything that you've said you're going to give me, it still doesn't give me as much hype as me organising my trip with fifteen of my mates to go somewhere for a long weekend where I chill out, play games with everyone else across the country doing it, and people flying in to play in blah 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 blah. People are qualifying for the World Championships this year. We haven't even been told what's happening with it. Mm. It's almost it? time for next year's World cha- um, well, K- uh, Nationals uh, now. K- Kuma won thingy, didn't he? Mm. So Kuma is the British champion at the moment. Well, that's good. When's he going to play the German champion or the French champion? No one knows because we don't know when the, we don't know when the world fucking thing is going to be. Or where it's going to be. We hope it's in the UK because we ain't be asked to go over to America. Or especially with the notice that they can provide us with, no one can afford to go over to America at short notice. Well, if you win a, na- a certain size national, you get it for free, don't you? Well, Kuma yeah, can go over, but, them, but nice. Kuma yeah. can go over by himself, but like, you know. So, so what? What was his question exactly? Because we straight. What off. are your opinions about the lack of SteamCon and Free Cities draft that would normally be about right. this year? The my the opinions Ste- of it, it sucks. Yeah, the SteamCon one. After we, I mean, we're not gonna. Re- retread this very last time yes which got after the debacle that was yes I am happy that whilst I wish yes I was going away with you guys and we were having fun blah 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 blah, I am happy to hold off because I want to believe that the extra time will be spent generating a event that they will be proud of and that we will speak of as like, oh, mate, you should have been there. It was so good. I would love for you to be correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, but how doubtful I am. The problem is, like, when's it, when is it going to be? Because it's going to be middle of next terrifying. year now. We're looking at probably another six months. The fact we haven't heard anything yet means it's not likely to be, say, January, February, March. It's going to be like November next year. Maybe we just miss one, and then your point about the British champion German champion, like is well made. I I don't know how much notice we used to get. It was about five or six months. It was after salute, which is in April. No, I lie. It was before salute because you used to get notification of it, and I still, if memory serves, I remember buying my ticket in the February, but they were like, "This is your early bird ticket," because there wasn't even confirmed venue at that point. So you bought the ticket to go to an event that you got told was going to be yeah, in we Manchester. Bought our early birds, didn't we? And then after that, they then announced the they they gave you like a range of dates that it was going to be on. But they basically, I think at that time, were confirming venue. But if they were doing that between the February, March, April, and then it happened in November, what the fuck are you going to do now? If you're doing it in November, you're at least looking what two, three. Three, four months prior? June, July. Yeah. Ultimately, if you hit that in the middle of June or July, you're looking for the biggest fuck-up that you're looking for. 
That's my concern. Are we saying we're just missing a year? I don't want to. It looks like it. But it looks like it. I think that Spartans on tour is going to be a thing where we're just going to have to book ourselves a venue and go and do something ourselves. And Glory Goals, Luke and that, were trying to do it as like they're the alternative because there's no team contract to them, which is cool. Uh, regarding the, the draft, yes, it, that's a real shame. Uh, I think there's not been like a huge wave of Gilball podcast releases in the minute. And it is, as you say, because there's not like Nothing the to talk news. About. Um, uh, a dr- some form of community event that we have come used to the last couple of years um, would indeed generate that. And it is a shame. To answer the question, how do I feel about it? Whenever you don't get something you want, you're like, oh... I'd, ultimately, that's it. I'd love, I'd love to have it. So to sum up how we're feeling, it's yeah. Um, Instead of odd noise, though, I feel slightly disappointed rather yeah. than just like grumble, grumble. Because yeah. if I'd been told that they were providing more time to get this right, which we were told, that's we, what we were. Yeah, told. which we were told. Considering the time now that we've waited, even an update on who the team is doing it or what the anticipation for it would be, yeah. A men- nice. Or just a mention of, oh, by the way, we've looked at some venues. It was about six months ago the last we heard about it, right? Fucking anything, mate. Possibly, yeah. I don't really know. A long time. But yeah, we are now at the point where we should be going in a few weeks. Now would be a nice time to have a, a mention of it, just to say it's not been forgotten. I mean, they could go, right, guys, it actually isn't practical. It would have been this time last year we were there, one, wasn't it? Pretty much. It was, no, it was early... This no, it was November. End of no, November. you're right. You're right. Forgive me. You are right. You are right. Um, it feels that doing an event like this has proven very difficult. It feels like the first one we went to, that, so that you that I you went to that I didn't go to for because Nick wasn't well. Um, was possibly the best one. I think in it was also of, the best one just because it was the first one. Possibly, but in terms of venue. And what was going on? I think they struck lucky with the venue that they had. Right. They effectively had a cricket stadium and they got given sections of the stadium where we had yeah. all of the thing. So it was very upmarket, very, very nice. And because it was that time of year, nobody else wanted it. Yeah. So we had so much space. And I think the venue was just happy to be able to rent out the place. So they just gave us room yeah. after room of where we wanted to be. Now, the second one, I liked that venue. I thought it was fucking brilliant. But I Looking at it, thinking back, it feels to me that Gilball, ha- uh, well, Steam Forged, because there are other games, you know, has outgrown a venue of that size, quite frankly. I yes. don't think you could fit Gilball um, and Gotier and Resi and Dark Souls and Zero Dawn, yeah, Shadow Games. I, uh, I don't think you could fit areas of play in that venue. Quite, fr- quite frankly, you could. I agree with you. But I like a hotel convention. We actually didn't get rooms in that hotel, but I would. I would in the future. There we were five like minutes a- down there. Yeah, it was why I wanted to hang with you guys. But uh, doing it again, I just have it. I just like when we go to the Horus Heresy, having the convention in the hotel. It's just so nice and so good. And community spirited and yeah, the yeah, chilled yeah. vibes from yeah. the chilled vibes from being in the hotel that you're the venue is at. You pay a little bit more. Yeah, give I me the really time. Like that. Give me the time to get ready for and it. I and know that. Pay for it. I know that the Horus Heresy crowd. It does seem a different crowd financially to Guildhall players. Yeah. 
fact. So I get that doing like a big hotel event might put so many people off that it becomes not worth it. So and we ourselves have looked at doing just a tournament. We ain't talking a convention. We're doing a tournament, and we have found it impossible to find a venue that can hold the amount of people we want that we don't have to charge or hundred and thirty pounds a player. It's dumb. Well, yeah, I mean, as examples, I think we just the the area in which we live wouldn't be convenient to do tournaments because for some reason venues are for high high flying bastards that you know, for some reason that we don't we're not part. But of. we are still tr- we are still going to try. But yeah. my point being, it's very hard to organise it. So two, although it's good, loads of people seem to moan, and I don't think it's big enough. Three was just bad. Yes, I know they're promised enough. The venue was big, but it wasn't nice. And just other things, you know, like the, when I walked in and there was the big screen all set up, and I thought, oh, cool, we get to watch the stream games. We didn't. Because it turned out there was no Wi-Fi, even though they were promised it, so that didn't happen. And, yeah. You know, da, da, da. so then that became like, oh, that's a thing I'd like at the next one. I'd love an area where we can sit and watch a screen as though we're all watching it like we do on, at home, but so we watch it all together. That's the, reason, that, that's the reason that the first one spoiled us massively. Because you so heard that. At the first one, we effectively had a projector the size of a room mm. a cr- like where everyone was able to sit at a bar and watch. That would be ace. And it was just I would love phenomenal. That. Like, it was just great. So what I'm saying I want for SteamCon is I want a hotel location that's big enough to house all the games so I can play all their games. I want to... Don't I just don't... I don't go and play like in the tournament events because I want to listen to Sherwin I want to listen to Matt well we didn't have, you know we didn't have as much stuff last week only Sherwin pretty much shouldered that whole bloody thing on his own yeah he was doing a lot he of was a hero so that's not it's not to say that's not great because it was brilliant but last time we had a lot of people shouldering that so it wasn't just yeah we didn't him. have we like had a, secret a variety script. as well we didn't yeah. have a secret script. we didn't have a the design player was cool but we didn't have like all behind the scenes of game design we didn't have the little interesting seminars uh, well, easiest way to say that in a really fucking blunt way to say it, there wasn't as many staff that we recognise as influential at this one that was putting on stuff than the previous okay. ones. Yeah. So you had so many faces where you could literally go and talk to, where at this one they turn up for the keynote. Yeah, fair. In the night, I don't, but, I don't care. But the function, we're sort of moving off and going ranting about Steam Club, but what I'm trying to say is I think the things I want, I understand are hard to achieve. So. Therefore, I'm happy for them to put more time, energy, resources, effort into generating a great event. Mm-hmm. And whilst I'm in no way happy about not having an event, it's like, I ain't entitled to one. True, true. So, cool. Don't get one, that's cool. I'll wait till it's great, and I'll look forward to it, and I'll go. Um, but with the, the, the community event, they obviously want the community event to tie to SteamCon. Because that has worked very well the last couple of years. Well, it has to, to have kind of like a central end. I to feel have like the it, end point, exactly. You wouldn't get that announcement hype if you did that announcement hype online. If yeah. those teams that were announced who got which player was just an online release, everyone would go, oh, I got Gaffer. Yeah, like, I agree. <laughs> but I do feel a little bit of entitlement to that because we've we've grown used to it. And it feels like the game needs a little buzz a little 
injection. It's, it's a game that's of, based on seasons, and it's been part of the season since the start. So where is it now? Is kind of what you're saying. I guess, yeah. So uh, it's not so much entitlement. Is you've built this game on that premise. So yeah. why are you stopping? Because the hype we have at the minute is teams being released in resin, and we have all said we want all the teams back on the roster so new players come in and get them. And we have long said that that is not for us because we have all the models. So. Yes, this engineers release has released has done some hype for me, and I am now committing to engineers and uh, miners based off of this model release. But it's not that's not hype for ninety five percent of the people. No. So we need some hype. So I think that how do I feel about it? I'm sad we don't have it because I want Gilboa to have some hype. Mhm. Steamcon, I'm happy to wait. They don't have to do it. The only issue I would say is I'm happy to wait. The longer you wait, the more anticipated it becomes. Yes, good the point. The more expectation people are going to have. Now, I'm not saying that they have to become the next con that is the biggest one of the group of whatever all the games you play because I've got quite a bit to live up to. Yep. Agreed. I just want a couple of... I want a weekend a year where I get to go and see everyone in the community that mm. isn't run where I can and, go for a shit for once. And I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, you should do it down in London or da 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 like, no, you should do it down in London. <laughs> no, because money. I think should, I'm fine with it being up north if no, I'm doing that once a year. It should be Manchester because they're a Manchester company. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's like, games that should do it in Nottingham, they're a Nottingham company. Manchester has Steamforce, Steamforce should do it in Manchester. It makes perfect sense. I know people say, oh, it should be like the middle of the country or this or that so everyone can get to it. Or no, just, I'm fine. Do it at your home base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm only, Just do it. I'm only joking. I know, I'm, I'm being know. selfish. Just do it. If you could do it in Surrey, I'd really appreciate it. If you could do it at the bottom of my road, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, I think we answered that question. Yeah, yeah just do All it. Do it. Don't, don't wait too long. Do it. Do it. Or, or don't wait too long just to say something. Just communicate. Yeah. Speak. Communication is key. There you go. That's the end of that one. Beige McDuck. As someone new to tea, what do you recommend? You've got, your, you've got the tea with you. Before Barry goes yes. on about all of his different teas, I like an English breakfast tea. Oh, oh see, I don't. I nah. like a prep English breakfast tea. Don't mind that on the go. Jesus Christ. So, what have you become? London wanker? Pretty much. Mm. <laughs> I, love, I love, like, I don't know, Tetley, PD, PG tips. Can you remind me? I've got some PGs at home. Yeah. So, Yorkshire, if I'm feeling. You know, That's what Stephen Reynolds' suggestion was. In the cupboard. I have loose leaf Assam. I buy it from teapot.co.uk <laughs> because you can choose uh, the where the leaves come from, the, like which side of the river, which side of the hill, how much sun they get. <laughs> Tips, bit more leaf, bit more this. Do you want it there? Do you want it that? And I enjoy that. Um, but that's my specialty. Your specialty? Yeah. Where so? Roll better podcast is fuelled by whichever tea is on special offer. Because that's how I was brought up. You didn't have anything in my house if it weren't on special offer. So the majority of Roll Better Podcast has been fuelled by Twining's Everyday Tea. Uh, because it was always seemed to be on special offer and I've had that for ages. Yep, Most recently, the last couple of episodes were actually, as I just get the box here, because I'm prepared for this question, Funded by Clippers, uh, natural, fair and delicious, organic tea, unbleached bags. And it has been an absolute sensation. <laughs> I really would recommend tippers, t- tippers? Clippers, 
everyday organic tea with unbleached bags. Unbleached bags is actually Barry's porn name. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's probably true. Um, I thought it was poking in the coconut, but sure. Um, but today's episode has been fueled by co-ops expertly blended and irresistible 80 Indian Prince Fairtrade tea bags. I'm going to be honest, it's not very good. It's, it's not very good. It's, it's, it's fine. Right. It's fine. It's not the clipper organic. It's not twinings though, is it? We've gone through quite a few already, but I've, so I've still got like 70 odd to get through. Before I get chore. another one. It is a bit of a chore. Bit of a I'll take a couple home with you if you want. You can if you want, yeah. They're not very good. You just, want to. No, just to get rid of them for you. Just like, I'll, I'll, I've only got a few tea bags in at home. But, uh, so I'm an Assam fan. Twinings every day. Marks and Spencer's Gold Blend is often very good. And you can get that on special offers in the big packs. But Clipper Organic every day is where it's at right now. I hope that answers the question. I mean, I mean if it hasn't, what the fuck does he want? <laughs> I'll just close the thing. <laughs> Two seconds. Um, I've got it here. Uh, Bill Atherton. Different formats. Have you tried playing on a two-foot square pitch using only mascots? Wow. It is fun and unsurprisingly difficult. That sounds fun. All mascots are available, but both players get to ban one first. Marbles does not do well. Wrecker is amazing. Truffles kicks butt. No healing is allowed. Funny he brings this up. Me and Dan actually sat down and started to write rules for mascots only. We've discussed mascot ball before. Because we were doing it where the captain, I think it was the captain, gets plus two tack and plus one plus two influence. Plus two tack, plus one plus two influence. Okay. And then. Oh, oh. And the oh. captain can then choose. What was it? The captain can choose one character play from any non-captain member of that team to have as a character play put onto their book. Okay. It was just really cool and fun, and it was a bit different. And I think it was first to eight. It's bloody better be. Yeah. And I think, actually, I don't know about two foot, but is that the size of the training grounds? Yeah, that's the size that's of the That's what we one. were playing it on. And I think we were playing it where there was four mascots, not six. Would all of so the captain, mascots be moved to the squaddy type? And why? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, like, for play cards, to be fair, for cards purposes. Our design of this was before the squaddy keyword. Right. So, when we were talking, like, <laughs> pulling character plays over and stuff like that, that might be busted as fuck now. Mm. I but, think it sounds brilliant. I'm trying to think of my favourite mascots. I'm a massive believer in the mole. I think the miners have good mascots. The miners have one. So, my gnaws. Oh, fine, yeah. But the mo- they, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, I think the mole's great. I think Squeak's great. I think the albatross is great. Pepper, I think, is good in that team. Um, hmm, that's quite interesting. Yeah, we had a, we had a play with it. Like we never actually played the game because you know me and Dan don't play. We just talk shit. We we chatted about it for quite a while. Interesting that he says marbles would be bad. I'd have thought marbles would be good. Not really. Goad. What's well, going to Counter charge is still good. Mm, is it though when you're when you're charging a four one model and I mean the, the really good thing about counter charge marbles in the bases is you get to set stuff up. Yeah, so honor goes and smacks them. Yeah, but what are you going to set up in a mascot game? Quaff's going to come and some mascots are pretty fucking like princess is pretty tasty. But only when you've got proper setup, not mm. not 
Marbles repositioning you, let's say you get a double push. Farhad is dirty if you could get snared out, but you will be able to get snared because no one else can dish out snared. Can, can Francie dish out snared? I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I, so, I really don't know much about falconers, but I have a feeling that the bird can. Any models suffer, suffer by this, suffer the snare condition. Yeah, so Farhard and Frelsey together in a mascot game would be powerful. It'd be interesting as well, because in our version of the game, it was um, counter-draft. So if I draft a mascot, it's out of the pool mm. when we were playing. So you yeah. never mirrored matched. Yeah. yeah. I want to play it. Agreed. Yeah, I want to play it. Oh, what, just like we were going to play uh, the role better golf? Yeah, but that, that would have taken way more effort because we were about to design the system ourselves. Dan did, didn't he? I think he, he started. started. I don't know if he finished it. But yeah, there, there was a... I think even when me and Dan were looking at it and talking about it and making stats for it, it was before the Season 2 mascots were out. Well, bet Frelsey and Fahad's a good combo. That's what he's just we're just yeah. Oh, well, I was peeing, so forgive me. I, we know you were peeing. No need to caption. Yeah. They know yeah, you were no, peeing. No, they know, because I told them more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what was his question? His question was, have you tried it? Or would you like to try it? What was his No, no, question? I think his first one was a suggestion towards the person previously that had suggested different uh, formats. Right. Because there was no question in that one. No, that, well, that's His a question shout. was, have you tried playing it? No. haven't, but it's a good shout. His second question after that is, will you be at the Glory Goals event? No. I don't think so, sadly. I don't know if I can when make it. it? Soon is it this weekend or next weekend coming up? Oh, if it's any for time in November, I'm not. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I'm just stuck at doing worky things. And as soon as we move into December, I've got every weekend booked for for festivities. Oh yeah, your GG uh, Masters is twenty second to twenty fourth of November. Yeah, I do that. And we've got, still got to try and work out when we're doing the Spartans Christmas party. But uh, mm. please move on. Next one, Peter James Farrell O'Sullivan, man he, of many he, names. He of the many names. Uh, what do you think about the lack of fluff from GB with so many story threads left? See my response. I was going to say, um, Matt's already replied. Uh, just like, please, just, fi- please find attached, I think is the most appropriate. Just you wait and listen, Peter. How funny. What a great question. Did, and you had decided read, that. I'd already decided yesterday, that. Yesterday, yeah. Um, before I even spoke to Jason, I decided I was going to mm. have that as a discussion. Then I saw a tweet from Jason Fox that said, what the fuck's up with the fluff? Then I chatted to Jason and it just... It just all it did was vindicate my decision. Peter is on point. Yeah, Peter knows. He knows. Yeah. And last question, interesting one, from Dan F. Stralio. Danny Strong. Danny Strong, friend of the show. Grids or free flow movement? What's better, God tier slash GB? I, I already sort of have a brief overview that I thought of while I had my penis out. Go on. Then. And it's like grids or hexes are best for tight rule sets because there can be no discussion about measuring because it is I am four grids or I am four squares away or whatever. Easier to plan, harder to make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. So it could be it's tighter and more accurate, but free flow move movement is more interesting, dynamic and opens up more skill options. If played properly. If, pay, if played properly. <laughs> yes. People who oh, no, clean, complete clean emphasis play. on this. Clean play. Like we've discussed this before. In an ideal world, if everything was done, for example, for you mechanically, free flow movement is better because it would function like a multiple outlet version of mm. the grid's flows. Grids disable 
idiot mistakes mm. or. Well, or, or, we all we all watch games from that from the WTC. We all saw people put down widgets, measure six, and then put the model completely in the fucking different position. Yeah, this is the six. Okay, I'm going to put it at eight. Brilliant. That that was helpful. And it was how many people put down a widget and moved a model past another model's base. It's like no, that that's literally not how it works. You can't, can't go round that base. You've got to go round a couple of base. Like we all saw it, and you don't get that with grids, hexes, squares. I think it's for different different mindsets and and different different times, different games, different everything. I so, like boards and hexes. I always have, always have. I like boards and hexes because because it removes the ability for for people to disrespect it. If that makes sense. Mm. If someone moves three hexes and they move the fourth hex. I will just move your model back. I will say to you, do your maths. It's mm. not hard to count. Like That's the game. Free flow movement is always really tough because there's so many times, and I'm guilty of it myself, picking up a model and moving it and then deciding against it. You cannot put that model back down in exactly the same place. No. Which is why I've, I'm, I've, I've encouraged myself more and more to proxy base Yes, Everything. steppers and proxy bases have, how simple it is. have been an absolute yeah. staple for the last however long now. We, you yeah. know, I mean, I've watched more Gilball this year than I've definitely played. Yeah. And the cleaner play players, I think, are the ones that just understand the game more. People that decide that they're not going to use them are either lazy or they've just been they're just too complacent with the people that they're playing against. And I would I would say that generally the less experienced players are the ones who want to take something back because they go to charge and go, oh wait, actually I take two parting blows, a counter charge. Yeah, but and I can't reach. a lot of them. I mean, I we I can only really talk from it from the perspective of the new guys <coughs> from the club. The club has a really really good mentality when it comes to the game. So all of our new guys have all got tokens up. They're all widgets up. They're all using it properly, and it, all of them are using proxies. So, and also more for the new players, if they move and realise they made a mistake, but they've already done something, it's well, I fucked that up. I'll I'll learn. Learn yeah. by fire. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's the hashtag team no takebacks. My biggest cut. My, hashtag two point six. Yeah, my biggest issue with freeform movement is the fact that we have widgets that are made that allow you to show movement that aren't represented by the size of the base that you use. So, for example, those really thin uh, Art of War movement sticks that show 10 inches show you how far your model can go. They don't. They show you 10 inches from the base of your model because your model can't go through bases and explaining that to people really gets my tits. And they seem to get annoyed at you and you're like, I'm, that model physically can't yeah. cut you go, across this my is the rules. Yeah. I took widgets, actually a really good example of this, I took widgets to the ninth Age event. So I was probably the only guy there using widgets. Yeah, Everyone that I played against asked me where I got them from. Oh, really? Yeah, they were all like, what are these? Ninth Age is very different because they everyone marks out their units where they are with effectively tiler squares. Yes. Because all of you are on square regiment bases, right? So they mark them out and then they'll pick up the base. And then they're basically free to do whatever they want because they can put the base back in the tiler squares whenever they want, which is a really good way... Of proxy basing because of all the because the different sizes of all the bases there's no proxy bases you can have otherwise you just have a fucking multitude of plastic next to you mm. so they use little tiler squares 
when I was using widgets, I was literally just, I didn't need to proxy anything because I was just showing where I think I can get to. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to here. Are you happy with that? They're like, yeah. Then I lift up the widget to where it is, lift up the model, put the thing down there, and they'll go, what are those? Where did you widget them? Because <laughs> they're all measuring it out with a tape measure. They're marking it out with dice and moving the thing to the dice and all that. And I was like, this is this is what we do. And then NineHangel works really well because you can't run through units. So you're only ever using a widget to show where you're going to go to. You're not showing it going around because there isn't that sort of movement. Mm. And it, yeah, it was amazing. But the yeah, clean play widgets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just understand that if your model, if the if you're using a thin midget, measuring stick, your model your model's width is actually the width of a base. If it has to go, it has to go around a base. That's even going to take even a couple of mil. Can be the difference between being engaged and not engaged, or taking a pine blow and not taking a pine blow. Yeah, the on the flip side of that, instead of down talking the free flow about how it can go bad, the reason that I like that style over the hexes is the shorter the hex or tiled or squared base game or whatever, the more likely it is to be broken and have optimal processes written out. Yeah. So for example, Shade Spire is a three turn game you can effectively, as long as you play your team long enough and you write down enough stuff, you'll know what you want to do on you turn can flow, one every you time. You can flowchart it. So therefore, I don't. I dislike that. The reason I really like Guild is by turn two, hardly any game is mirror. Yeah. You can't go, I've played this one before, I've got to do this and therefore <laughs> I'll do that. Like that's, No, it doesn't happen. Someone's going to move something elsewhere or if you really want to fuck up the day, do a kickoff that no one is expecting. Move your model six up to the line, move it directly, and instead of just bobbling it over the line, kick it eight towards them and hope it scatters six past them. Hmm. And confuse the fuck out of someone when the ball is behind their line. Yeah. Watch their face and then clock and go, good luck. Completely different game. Yeah. But there we go. Hexes. I like God tier. It's I fun. mean, I think... One of my my favourite games, as you guys know, was Blob, is Blob Bowl, was Blob Bowl. Um, that had a board. I used to love Axis and Alliance had a board. Dust Tactics, board. So all with squares, you know, Axis and Allies was hexes, I loved that. Hero Clicks, one of my favourite games ever that people, I didn't think took seriously because it was comic book characters, but was actually a brilliant game because the way the characters changed as the game went on with your clicks... It was brilliant. That was on a board with squares. It was tight, it was clean, and it was great. Fact. I think people are taking comic book games seriously now. You've got a fucking crisis problem. Well, quite. Because nerd, whatever it is. Like, nerds are cool now. Nerds are cool, yeah. Nerds are cool. Um, From the uh, Gubs page. <laughs> oh, yes. look. So I'm on Gubs right now. Yeah, I was looking, I just see you've got it up though. Yeah. So he's also got it on his phone. There's actually loads of. So first up, Addy Thorngate. Well, hot water for Dan, because <laughs> instead of tea. Indeed. I'm gonna give him a love for that. Then Beige Duck. I like the fact they haven't said they're recording. Just meeting up for a drink and a discussion. You did just say we're he having is, tea and chatting. He's correct. I do question that. Lynch, you didn't say we were recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who but is, that is the same for us. That's synonymous. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Who is so Connor asks? Uh, who is on your team for Hemel? Team event on the 30th. Also, how is everyone on Cooks? But Dan hasn't snowflaked away. 
Also, how is everyone on Cooks? But Dan hasn't snowflaked away. Sure. Um, it's probably John, myself, and Dan. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dan just loves Cooks just loves a lot. Them. And he hasn't been playing quite as much Gilmore recently, so I think he's just enjoying playing them and sticking with them. Benjamin Dorney has asked, well, I'm conflicted. Are you a Games Workshop podcast today or not? No, I think we're a Warlord Games podcast today. I'm a Warlord Games podcast. Yeah. Just me on Mittard. What was I talking about? Computer games. Yeah, we I'm talked about we a bit of limbo. Oh, BlizzCon was also really cool. Anyone that's not seen it should really check out. Oh, the what the Diablo Four and the new WoW expansion. We just talk about a lot of different games. That's the thing. So Pash Konienko. Oh, hey, somebody's Pash. actually writing a comment now, so we can do it live. Yeah, but that was up there a while. There's ago, also so Benjamin Dorney asking, oh, "Well, I'm conflicted. Are you we a game podcast?" Oh, I didn't listen to him. You, but you answered. And said, you answered Barry when he read out the question. You answered it. Oh, <laughs> fine. I was, I was <laughs> a fucking idiot. <laughs> and then you went. Oh, <laughs> I was probably just thinking Sorry about for the microaggression there, Barry. Thanks for. I appreciate that you noticed that, and thank you so much for the apology. Probably just on event Wednesday night when I was telling him his volume was fucking broken. I didn't apologise to him, though. I apologised to you for being violent to him. <laughs> or aggressive to him, rather. Um, this is to say so, guys. Say so. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this idea, says Pash? To keep GB fresh, releasing regular quarterly question mark guild plots. You can name them, e.g. the Docklands campaign, the Northern campaign, etc. Which means that for competitive play, you could specify that only certain plots can be used. This would freshen up gameplay without too much investment of development and place testing resources. Keep folk interested to keep playing while not hampering the competitive element of the game. Isn't that a big league though? Or he says discuss, and I'm like, isn't that a big league? No, I think he's making it so it's kind of like rotational, isn't he? Yeah. yeah so there's maybe like four sets of guild plots, and they rotate. Mm. And then you, you as an event organizer, say we're running a Docklands one. We're yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And you could have some that are like you could have one deck that is absolutely fucking brutal. You could have one that is super clever. You could have one that's super basic. You could, but that then takes away the competitive nature of the game because you're making it more of a community game. Because the only answer to that is then what deck is the world championships going to use? Because then I want to use that one. You could make it interesting in that some of the decks could be more geared towards fighting some towards football so when you go to an event you might have to change your team depending on what plot no I completely get that but I don't think that's competitive that's more social fair enough because I want to play whatever the world championship is going to be hosted in Mm. because that's what the competitive nature of it boom Joshua A. Hatch just this second dropped a question I feel like you're dismissing Pash's question quite quickly sorry I just got excited about that back to Pash's question well I think I think we agree (coughs) Pash is a great idea I think it's a great idea for the community I don't think it's a great idea for competitiveness but I mean other people will see it other ways he says it will not hamper the competitive element of the game I think it does because different decks can have different power levels and then it's how you pick it. No, just because, say for example, someone wins uh, on a different deck and then the World Championships <coughs> turns to be a different one. They've not won the same competitive nature that someone else has. Ah. So yes. it's, not, it's not competitive. It's not a level playing field. No. It's like saying football, no, oh, you've got 90 minutes. Oh, 90 minutes to score. Like, it's 90 minutes, go. Whoever has the most goals wins. And then the next game you're going, oh, first goal wins. Yeah, it's, it's not the same game. Is there a championship deck and all cha- nationals and the worlds have to use the championship deck? 
So yeah, but, then, just, but then we're going to do the this is the unsupported version of therefore I'm not going to use anything else. Quite possibly. But, but I, like, notion, I like it as an idea to try and freshen it up. I yeah. like it, but I don't see it being functionally good. Sadly. Okay. okay. Joshua A. Hatch, fresh question. Is that what the kids say on hot, fleek? Hot or am the, I. Hot off the soch? Or am I. Uh, am I fresh! <laughs> Joshua A. Hatch. Game fresh. With <laughs> all the chatter about SFG needed to keep GB fresh, lols. Why? Like the thing is, I don't know if Gilborn needs to be more fresh. Well, I don't think it's stale. It's just, but dead. I don't think. No, you... it's not, Jonathan. <laughs> ha- can I finish this question? You penis. Yes. I'm going to start again. With all the chatter about SFG needing to keep GB fresh, how much of that responsibility should fall on the podcasts media team to also work to keep GB active and have? content for the community to consume during lulls in releases interesting point he has follow up questions but can we discuss that bit first it's difficult to make content when there's a limited amount of new stuff to discuss it's harder to discuss existing things and create content on it than it is to discuss new uh, releases and developments if anyone can chat fucking hot air it's us <laughs> and we need at least a sentence to be able to chat hot air about. I mean, we've done three hours so far today. On fun, and, nothing. And that was on two pictures of the engineers team. <laughs> yeah. And my, and my fucking soapbox moment. <laughs> Agreed. But that's not going to keep hype up for the GB community. It might. They're just going to agree with us. <laughs> because we're right. So, in, to answer this question directly, how much of that responsibility should fall on the podcast media team to also have to keep GB active? Well, we don't. We do this because we kind of want to do it. So we have zero responsibility in practical terms. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we yeah. have zero, zero responsibility. Zero terms. We have... Do you then... Are we then saying that we have entered a sort of social, social contract, contract <laughs> with the game and with Steamforge to say, hi guys, like, we will keep some hype up if you show us some cards early. That's effectively what we've done. <laughs> I think um, so, but that then involves them actively asking us and talking to us. Yeah, sure. Because otherwise, we're just going to keep meeting up, eating donuts, drinking tea and chatting shit. Or biscuits, because I don't, I don't really do donuts. Sure, 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 sure. But if your game isn't the hottest thing at the time, then we'll talk about something else. Mm. And we just won't record it. Like The amount of times that we've met up where we've just chatted shit. Mm. So... If I could change the word then, so how much of that responsibility should fall on the podcast media team? So podcast, technically none of it should fall on the podcast. Yeah. Because we should be getting fuel. But then the media team, I guess, is Giblin, I guess. Pure so Giblin. then the responsibility is on him and the blog and fluff to be released, interesting things to be released, news to be released, whatever. I think it's insane that, that for, it's these new pre-orders have gone up and they are not on a blog post. Yeah. I understand that all it would be is a short blog post to go, look, new team, how cool does that look? Look, the, um, the uh, what is it, it's um, Vet Fangtooth and Season Spigot are purple mm. now. Look, what? all the Cause captains. They did post on f- their Facebook page, they posted about the single. I think I saw the Harriet, I think I saw Spig, I think I, I saw, saw Fangtooth. Fangers, but I didn't see Engineers. Yeah, like, why, but why is it on the front? And so, as we all know, a lot of people have left Cubs. So they don't see that stuff. They see Twitter. Like a few people interact with us on Twitter that don't see our Facebook stuff because they're not on Facebook. Hmm. Um, so how much responsibility should fall on the podcast? Well, technically none. How much should fall on the media team? A lot. How how much does fall on us? Probably quite a lot. Like 
really, like keeping the hype up. That's what we do. And Guild Ball is an odd thing in the way that when you consider how many people play it relative to how many podcasts there are, so we have many. Always, yeah, we've always laughed at that. That is a bit bonkers. Yeah. Um, but there's often like posts on Gubs like, where are all the podcasts at? There's like, when there's a lot, that people are like, where are the podcasts? Yeah. Well, let's, happens? let's see. We'll upload this nonsense, see how many people don't know. People are like, ah, oh, can we start with the podcast, yeah, lads? Yeah, like, Matt, can we bend someone else? Sorry, that's not yeah, someone, someone else? Anyone, anyone else. Not <laughs> um, it's not for you, Jen. It's not for you. It's Jen. not for you, Jen. Um, so, how much... Okay, I think a lot of responsibility possibly does, because if that's where... If you don't get your hobby time, if you're not getting to paint, if you're not getting to play, then you interact with the world of Guild Ball through podcasts and I've experienced that certainly with Infinity I've I haven't had a chance to play for a very long time but I've interacted with that world through podcasts we're uh, we're kind of a big deal people know us <laughs> you're just looking at me now is, is that a movie reference yes it was to, to what one Anchorman oh, of course <laughs> Yes, but, but functionally that's not true. We're probably no, one of the know. single smallest yeah, Guild Ball podcast. In terms of downloads, no one fucking We're listens. Pluto. <laughs> We're not even a planet anymore. We're a dwarf podcast. <laughs> not a podcast about dwarves before anyone gets... Hashtag like, Hobbit. Um, I was going to say, yeah, we do talk a lot about SPG. So if, it, if we're in a sad state of affairs where people like us are responsible for keeping the hype going... then that's... If, if it falls on our shoulders, <laughs> Guild Ball's fucked. <laughs> But well, it depends. If they actually listen to us, it might be alright. <laughs> but how we... I don't know if we've hyped... Like, we need a little bit of news, though. We hyped about Vet Velocity. We hyped about... We creamed our drawers about the Yeah, about the engineers. Then we had a little no. negative rant. And that's... Well, no, but the no, negative but rant came from a positive place. I yeah. love the fluff yes, and I want more. Yes, no, it did. You ranted from love. Yes. Okay, I love that. Yeah. I'll take that. It was an abusive relationship, maybe. Even but... No, no, but even when you go move on to the stuff where other people have ranted for the sake of ranting... Even our discussion on Steampunk, where we were basically calling it out of being shit last year and we're asking for better, we're not doing it because our main reason for ranting isn't to rant to tell you how bad it was. It's, please don't do this again because we enjoyed it so much and make the next one good. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about being like, oh my God, you're so fucking bad at this. We're talking about going, no, look, please. If we, we enjoyed this so much and it could be yes. so good. If we didn't give a shit, we wouldn't get this animated yeah. or invested. We wouldn't have made yeah. the fucking podcast. Absolutely what I was literally about to say. you exactly correct. I'm I sorry. agree. No, no, sorry. You, you nailed you're it. You're right. You nailed it. Um. Yeah, I do think it would be nice to have a bit more stuff coming out. But if they don't functionally have that stuff, like we still haven't got an alchemist's card. True. I'm gagging to see that bloody captain, and I have been. What is it? All year now? Yeah. When the when did those first captains get? What's his name? Sober. Yeah. We got told that. Was it early in this earlier this year? Media team got like guys as new captains. You got to stay quiet. You get an interview. It's like, oh my god, new captains! Oh uh, yeah, we we fucking just everywhere. I believe I said a video of me hyperventilating into a plastic bag. Hey Brad, Jesus, <laughs> straight to Perkins and Bryce. Yeah. Um, but I, it's November. I don't have my alchemist card. And I or want... farmers. Yeah, I, I'm not super bothered. But Dan no, no, is bothered. Dan is like, bothered. And. Butchers still don't have their fucking resins. resins yeah. <laughs> but that feels less hot. Now we've seen that all the models aren't different. As much as I love the engineers, it feels less hypey that we're getting mm. those things, if I'm, I'm perfectly honest. If they were all re-sculpts, hype's real. As they're not, there is less hype. 
Okay. Um, the high thing is they're going back in stock, so therefore hopefully more people will start playing. Yeah, we'll yeah. get an influx of new players. It's, it's a different form of hype for us. So I'm not too au fait really with the other podcasts, and I don't really know if they're more hype hypers. I've listened I think to quite pragmatic. Quite pragmatic. We could tell it as it. Well, I'd like to think we say what we're thinking. So I don't know if there is one that is like like. Whoa, 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 guys, it's good I just don't know if that's a thing. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, but that's never really been our worry. No. I think it's a good question, Joshua. Is your Joshua, is it our responsibility? Have we maybe silently accepted that responsibility? Possibly, I think he might be right. I think we've silently accepted to be positive. But we are anyway. We wouldn't make it if we weren't. Yeah, we're sure. pretty hype most of the time. Now, his follow-up to that, he has yeah. actual questions. One, who is your most favouritistists, yes, that's what he wrote and I like it, God-tier champion? We'll answer that first. Existing or future? Well, we'll go with existing that we've seen the renders for, because you're still half-task, aren't you? I do love half-task and the Froglodites. I'm also a pretty big fan of. Um, it's tough. I I really liked um, Finval's followers, but not so much Finval. Yeah, oh, and I really fair. like, but I really like Titus as well. Yep, yeah. I'm going Morrigan. Because I loved it ever since yeah. the... I forget what the new guy is. The Grim Reaper guy. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. But the Grim Reaper isn't... Is, it's more we, of the Ragnaroks. Yeah, exactly. So we haven't seen his render or anything or, or anything. But he, it's going to be him. I also really like Samurai Goblin Lady. Yeah. Really liked Samurai Goblin Lady. Yeah. She was very cool looking. Samurai Goblin Lady, Sneaky Pete yeah. and the Big Orc guy. They're Black all green and they're brilliant. Like, for me, for me it's the death guy with the Ragnaroks. But we haven't technically seen the render so then it has to be Morrigan. Mm. And I'm like the idea of Mornblade, her, and the Death Guy. So I've got this like undead skeletal team. Yeah, yeah, that could be See, You're doing the undeath. Mine are going to be green. Yeah, but might get pet. Well, I'm but I accept that functionally that might not be the best. Like we saw how well the Gnome Lady worked with Morrigan. Yeah. Oh, so, 100. We're not playing this yet to yeah. look at it. I'm just going. I'm over the theme. Come yeah. on, Rose. I, I think when I played against Steve, Steve was like, "Are you sure you want to take all those guys?" I'm like, "Why is that?" He's like, "You can't really do anything." I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "That one kills." Heroes that one kills creeps, but you've not really got anyone to do any tactical things. And I was like, Green, <laughs> good. Uh, so we got to that second. Second question Why did only two podcasts, both in the UK by the way, hashtag shame America, even discuss god tier play after the Kickstarter ended using the early access beta versions? I mean. Because they're Gilbert <coughs> Yeah, I mean, I know why. I'm just trying to generate discussion as it ties directly into the GB lull issue above. Ah, well, yeah, it's mostly because most podcasts, well, most Gilbert podcasts are about Gilbert. They're not about SFG products. They're not about other products. I mean, we get sort of mostly jokey flack about talking about, say, um, GW stuff or what I've gone on, on about Warlord stuff today. We, we're we like hobbyists. Games. We're gamers. Yeah. We, we like... We're fucking nerds. Yeah, we're nerds. We like talking about all games. We started this podcast about Guild Ball because we thought we could do some really good Guild Ball content. We thought that. We thought that. <laughs> we I, think, I think it was just our mostly common play game at the time. Yeah. We just wanted a space to be able to upload so people might listen to us. 
an excuse. And they're not. Um, we Well, we have that hobby section at the beginning, and I do see that as our free license to just talk nonsense. Yeah, we can talk about... Well, we, yeah. I mean, the whole podcast, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want, and there's nothing any of you guys out there can do about it. Well, they... They literally can just not listen. That's already happening. Yeah, but that, um, that won't stop us talking. True. Yeah. The thing is, so we talk about God tier, but we haven't talked about the play and the early access. No. Now we, myself and John and Dan, not Matthew, I believe, no. went in on the early access because limited edition models. We'd finished SteamCon. The hype for God Tier at SteamCon 2 was, was insane. insane. The it's models, huge. the renders, the art, the just the excitement that Rich and Matt had for the game. It was all just, got to get it, got to get it, got to get it. Now, we got it, and you just bought your flat, so that was difficult for you. I was working. We had to sit down and learn it and do it, and it was all a bit odd, and it wasn't easy to do. You know, It had to sit down together and a cons- have a concerted effort which at that time was difficult for us and if we had time together we were playing Guild Ball or we were recording this podcast so we didn't have time to get in on that and mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of that like people got into it and bought the models because they wanted models that was us that was us we, inten- we fully intended to do it but we found that actually finding the time the, the difference that we had with it is with Guild Ball, if we can find a time to play it, you roll out the mat, we both know what's going on, boom, 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 done. Mm. God tier, if we wanted it, we were going to have to book out a day because we were going to have to roll out the game mat, get all the print out, Stick done, your stickers on your dice. Get everything ready and just it just wasn't time effective for the amount of time that we had spare. Like, Which is a shame because as a notion, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. 100%. To say that you've affected the game in some fashion, however small, would have been interesting. And I, we've said a few times how I think we're quite sad about that, that we didn't do it, and I regret it. But I was never sitting around going, oh, I'm deliberately not doing it. It just functionally wasn't on at that time. Couldn't fit our time, though. And if other people were doing that, then I presume it's quite hard for them to discuss it. And also, if you're going to talk about it, you've got to know what the fuck you're talking about. We didn't. We knew that the models looked ace. We knew that we were excited to play another Steamforge game. But... I couldn't sit there and go, oh, well, Black Dice do this, and then this is relevant, and this champion with this champion. So I don't have... I'm not on solid foundations. No, I just... As you said, I took it as a very good opportunity because I still come from the side of the those models that you, we're getting. You're getting very good models for a very good price. That scale that... Not so much the, the little... The minions, the meh, meh, their models. Oh no, I love those. For the scale though, the price isn't a factor. Right. The scale of the bigger models that you buy from them, you are getting an obscenely low price comparatively to the rest of the market at that scale. If you want to buy, because they're 54, really? Yeah. You want to go and buy 50 mil models, you're looking at 35, 40 pound a piece to get some good quality ones. How many? There was 180 quid, wasn't it? I don't know how many models we got. 220 they all in, wasn't it? Yeah, but no, they're, they're, the they're kit. Oh, sorry. Their RRP for getting them out of the shops when you're buying them as boxes later on is going to be £25. So you're going to get a champion and minions for 25 quid. But that's plastic, and the ones we got were metal. So that's going to be more. I'm just trying oh, to. No, no, irrelevant. I'm talking from the games that I buy. Yeah. So if I'm going to buy a 54 mil uh, orc from Black Sun Miniatures. That's resin. Okay. And I do think material is relevant sure, to that sure. discussion. Okay, fine. Right, I'll give you that. 
I bought them for some very very uh, yes. cool looking 54mm models 100% and um, yeah I'm just looking forward to it I hope it really just I hope it really kicks off that when everyone's gets delivered and this is going to sound really stupid hmm. but I really hope everyone's gets delivered at the same time so the hype is at the same time yeah. If it's staggered and like patches of areas get certain things and certain post gets missing or anything anything else and it really staggers and like the release is a bit it could really fuck it up. It feels though we're going to receive enough stuff that we have flavour. We've often moaned about Necrobunda how it was just two games for so long and there was no flavour. Mm. We're getting enough champions that we have flavour. The Ascended Pledge, if I was to take all the boxes to the club the bit I really like the way they've done it now is the way that each of the boxes has been done because it feels like I could fill my car with God tier, go to the club, put a mat out and say to someone, choose three boxes mm. and they would be able to engage in the game based on how cool the models look. Yeah. So I really like that as a way in because, and then when they go, oh, how do I get into this game? I'm like, well, that's starter kids, however much. And then you can go buy each of these champions and they might be like, oh, I want those three champions. Boom, boom, boom. All like, the three yeah, boxes. this Starbox has got like two champions and their mm. dudes that face off against each other. Have you seen how the start? Have you looked at them? Yeah, it's, it starts out as like a champion, and so it's like Titus and Finval are one. There's two set. champions in each of the starts yeah. boxes, and then effectively we're getting double the amount of dice because the Ascended Pledge is getting two core boxes because they've split um, some of the champions up. So where the champions were going to be in individual boxes, the core set now, if what I've read right, you're getting two champions in a core box. So the Ascended Pledge is getting two different types of core boxes. I didn't get the Ascended Pledge. I feel foolish. Did you yeah. not have the whole thing? Well, the reason I didn't is because I had all the models. Oh, They're did, did you cherry-pick the ones you haven't got? What? I just did the basic pledge, which is all the ones we haven't got, and the extras was all the ones we got from Early Access. Yes, it I was. think he's right. The Ascended Pledge had everything you didn't get. Yeah. Sorry, the Ascended Pledge had everything. The core pledge didn't have... All of the guys who are included in that early, and access. I'm a bit nervous that I'm going to miss out on. I thought the Ascended Pledge had a little bit more. There was a couple of additional ones. Yeah, I thought there was extra stuff that I think I added like maybe dice or ball. I can't remember, but I'm worried I'm not going to get cards or banners or whatever's that I need. Because you didn't go Ascended. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. The bit that I'm really uh, confused with is they said if you were part of the alpha, whatever beta, pre yeah. start thing. And you booked on the day that the Kickstarter went off. You got an extra map. So they were. That's just been. No, no, that is happening. That's been stated. Yeah. But I think they removed the twenty-four hour thing because they were like, it's like people were moaning, so they just went, no, you can just have it. So everyone who did the early access gets a free map or whatever, and blah 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 blah. But interestingly. Do we think that there is a lull in Guild Ball right now as a deliberate move? So that there is a vacuum, and then God tier will fill that vacuum. I'm not maybe. sure that's the right choice, but it maybe it will work. Because we should be getting God tier now, but we we know we're not. And this isn't a where's my God tier? I'm not doing that. We know the boat's coming in in two days. Um, we we've been told the boat's coming in two days. That's different. But the, <laughs> true. I'm not saying we're getting our stuff in two days. No. But the well, boat's hitting well, Southampton in two days. So. But it was meant to be now. So if they're forward planning their calendars, they would have gone right. They were not having a block here mm. because it's nothing but God tier hype. Mm. So is the lull now because that God tier hype has had to be moved two months? Probably. I hope not. I think it probably is though. 
because we talked about before how like, how we don't think the team would cut a, a team would cut a Gibble team would come out in Q four because it would ruin the god tier hype. Because mm. we thought October November would be nothing but. But it hasn't really been hyped up. Mm. I haven't felt like there's been too much from SFG advertising and hyping up Gilmore. There's not been like... They haven't do, you been mean, releasing do you like, mean God Tier or do you mean Gilmore? Sorry, I mean God Tier. Right. They haven't been replacing like... They should be releasing now, two weeks before, spotlights of some champions. Yeah, that God, that God Tier page should be going bonkers, right? They should be releasing a little video like of here's us playing a term. Yeah. Should be. Here's, here's a synopsis of these champions. Yeah. Here's someone with a, a crazy deep um, voice act. Uh, sorry, a, a crazy deep uh, narrator voice narrating this is who this champion is in two minutes. I like that. Why isn't all that happening? Is it that it has happened? It might happened. cost money. Is it that it has happened and they are waiting to the perfect moment to strike? Maybe because the retail stuff isn't going to be like for two or three weeks. Mm. Let's see what they do for Black Friday. There'll be a bit of hype around that as there usually is. Hopefully it'll be a alt model, an interesting model. The Mama Wivens is... Oh no, she was a um, organised play. Yeah. It'll be... We expect it'll be the, what they did at that event where plastic teams were half price. And one expects that'll be a thing on Black Friday. Um, and sales do in, the, in and of themselves generate hype. But you can't sell shit to people that already have all the shit. So unless you're sucking in the new guys, it's hard. Um, well, it's interesting, though, because I know people that had, didn't back the Kickstarter that have messaged me and asked my opinion on God Tier because they know I'm all in on it. Right. So there are people that are seeing the updates that are coming out from Steamforge somewhere. Hmm. So the hype of someone's being like, oh, this God Tier looks like it's going to be big. What do you think? My answer is, because I, I, I don't want to encourage someone to drop fuckloads of money on something. And... When we, yeah, no, I agree. But when we spoke to Sherwin, episode 25, he told us that in a couple of weeks, they were going to, he said, oh, I won't tell you this stuff because it's coming out in a couple of weeks. And it was about God Tears campaign system. Yeah, but like, they, they as SFG have always said a lot of things. Yeah, sure. But that was now, what, six weeks ago. That was a long time. More than that. More than that. We Probably, spoke to Sherwin yeah. a good three or four months ago. We saw, we've had an episode since We spoke to him before the LGT, didn't we? Yeah. yeah no, we've had an episode since that. Okay. Yeah, that was the one I didn't come to. I'm going to look up when our, when it was. Can we've, we... Uh, hang on. I think we've we've sort of rambled on a little bit longer than I think we need to there. I think we can sort of tie, tie a bow around that. Tie a bow, eh? So John doesn't have to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well done. Thanks for listening, etc. Et yeah, et so... Go on, Matt, close off. <laughs> that was that. It was a bit of an impromptu episode, but... I hope you liked it. And, and, and please do roll better. <laughs> well, hopefully um, <laughs> we will have another episode out maybe at the end of the month. Hopefully yeah. with all four of us. Hopefully maybe a bit more tactics-y, games-y focused. Well, because we should have the game plans in 19 days, so hopefully we can talk about them. Because they've got up for pretty... Is it 19? Yeah, 19, I think so. 20 days, something like that. 20 days odd. We've all ordered them. Voice no. mental. Yeah, we've ordered the cards, Miss Patterson. So hopefully we can have those, and then we'll discuss them and hot takes. Hot spicy takes. Yeah, cool. Uh, roll better podcast something. Bye.
What? That's what I meant. That's how I'm ending it. Because I forgot that I needed to say Robert in a sexy way because we went on for ages about Gil, but, uh, Gil not in there. Can I just say Robert in a sexy way right now? And please do roll better. So sexy. Lavatory, B day, B day, douche. Fuck you. It's a warm up exercise. Cool.